And it's saying we're live. All right. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. All right, guys, we're out here on a Monday night. We're coming live on a Monday night, and it's not just me. We're coming here because we're not going to talk politics. We're coming on today because we're not going to talk about the law of one. We're coming on here today because we're going to talk about all of that all at once. Because you see, yesterday was the spring equinox. What does that mean exactly? Okay, the spring equinox is a time when, if you're in the northern hemisphere of the planet, we start moving into summer. What does it have to do with anything? It has to do with every culture on the planet and every religion on the planet having something to do with that. Okay, and it means something. The cycle of our planet runs that way, and in all the pagan gods, the god would die, especially Pan and, and Cernanos. The god would die, and the green man, the horned stag, would die and then be reborn in the springtime, the life giver was the goddess, and the springtime would start that. Next week, this coming weekend, not this weekend, but the one after that, all of your Christian religions changed their whole deity figure so that Christ died at the same time or was reborn at the same time as all the pagan gods in Europe when they were trying to convert all of these people. So now you have Jesus being synonymous with the the fertility of a rabbit giving birth to 150 billion jelly beans has as much to do with Jesus as Christmas does to Jesus with Santa Claus. Wink, wink. Wonder what's going on there. Okay, but in the interim, between this solstice and the birth of the God, who is going to be reborn in every religion on the 4th of April, is a weekend that Watchers Talk has chosen, and Omar will be here shortly. He's running a little bit behind time. Omar has chosen that weekend in, in, in total collaboration with a whole bunch of us that have shows. And I got a couple of them sitting here waiting to say hello to you guys. And I'll be popping them on the screen in just a second. I was hoping Omar would hit before I did, but he'll come in when he comes in. I'm not sure all of the show, guys, the, all of our MCs from this show. We have this really big, in fact, let me just go ahead and change the screen that I'm sharing, right, over to that. So I'm going to bring the guys up for right now, right, because I'm going to stop sharing my screen. You're going to see them. We're going to say hello. And then while that's happening, I'll be pulling up the other screen. Right now we have we have Rob Yonkson. Rob didn't put it there. He's from Full Spectrum University. He didn't put that on the screen, right? And you can see on the screen right below him, we have Greg. And is it, is it Bornstein? Is that how you say it? Or is it Bornstein? Yeah, yeah. So I'm always never sure good. if it's Steen or Stein, okay, right? And so he is from Open Loops Podcast. Yes. Of course, you guys know me, Leonard O'Neill from Orion Rising. Share this out. Share this out. Share this out. Oh, I'm not looking in the chat. People are saying stuff in the chat, and I'm not paying attention. Sharon, welcome. Angela, welcome. Julie, welcome. Share this out, people. Because it's an impromptu day. We don't normally go on Monday. You know that it's either Tuesday or, or Wednesday. <clears throat> but these guys have shows they're going to be doing later on in the week. So I started off this, this on today, and then we're going to promote this. Like I said, Omar is going to be here in a minute, okay? He's running a little bit behind. He just messaged and said he'll be in here in a minute. So today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about this, and let me pull up on the screen. Let me share my screen again here, and we'll pull up on the screen. We have an event coming up this weekend. This is a three-day, not a one-day, not a two-day, but a three-day event that is a webinar event that is coming up this weekend that is very, very important that you guys see and take a look at. Who exactly is going to be a part? Let me have to make this larger on the screen. Let's see how that looks. Let's put it up here. 
and it is materializing. There you go. You guys might have to zoom in on that because if I try to zoom in on that any bigger, I'll chop the far first part of it off on the top. Okay, so it's called Forgery Unmasked. And there are 28 speakers from around the world, eight MCs, three of which you saw on your screen right there a second ago before I put the full screen up. And we're from eight different continents, with six different continents, something like that, all over the world. We're all getting together in this big, giant collaboration, and we're doing this three-day webinar event. And if you look at the guest list that we have here, this is your guest list that goes to like Alien Con and things like that, and a Joshua Tree. There are some big names here that we got scheduled for this weekend. We're going to be talking about that, however long it takes us to ring that out, right? All right, so let me go back to the guys here because, you know, we're not going to just sit here and stare at that all night. You guys are going to have to take a look at that while we're sitting here. So starting with Rob, Rob, say hello to everybody, and then we'll, then we'll go to Greg, and you can say something too, all right? What's up, everybody? I see a couple people out there. Sharon, Julie, Angela, how is everybody this evening? Leo, Greg, pleasure, pleasure to always be here on Orion Rising. Love it. I am the creator of Full Spectrum Network, and I also have a show called Full Spectrum Universe. We are... Uh, we are on a diaspora of all different networks. We have so much going on. Uh, so excited for this uh, forgery on mass this weekend. It's going to be incredible. And I mean, yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be insane, I think. Right? I mean, it's going to be like full days, guys. It's going to start at 8 in the morning. And probably, we always try to shoot for 7. Right? We always try to, oh, sorry about that. I, <clears throat> I turned on the show to see if we were live on my phone, and it started, the speaker started screaming. Now the house phone's going, so Greg, say something while I answer my house phone. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, uh, my name is Greg Bordstein. I'm from Open Loops with Greg Bordstein, Conversations That Bend, uh, podcast available on all the platforms. Um, yes, I am also a, I am a cultural hypnotist. Um and consciousness disruptor, which I love because disruptor. This forgery on mass thing is all about consciousness disruption. I mean, that's what really this is. Everybody here, you know, it was interesting. We were going through yesterday. Omar was taking us through the each event and each schedule, and I was sitting there going. Oh, you know, uh, I, I know I'm going to be sitting there waiting for nor normally when you go to these kind of conventions to do these kind of things, you're sitting there and you're OK. So what am I going to go on? What am I doing? Every single event he mentioned, every single one was a lecture I wanted to attend every single right. one. That's what so feels so cool about this. I, I, I think it's going to be three days. You know, I mean, that happens every time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, oh, I finally found the community of people that I <laughs> I resonate with intellectually that is going to further my vibration. Um, so I absolutely recommend this. I, I would probably just attend this if I wasn't emceeing in it. Um, I absolutely think right? it's going to be a mind blower. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Leonard, thank you so much for having me on Orion, Orion Rising as well. I uh, yeah, this is amazing, right? amazing show I you have. To come and... on to your show. Yeah, dude, I, I we got to talk law of one, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I mean, definitely. after after David Wilcock started throwing that around all the time, I'm like, right? okay, what's going on here? I, you know, see, that was kind of the same. I don't know if you remember you uh, if you heard that story, but I was I just called it the way. If you go to Orion Rising, the page on, on here on on Facebook, I call it the way, and I didn't know that's what I you know it's just the way the universe I've found works, and yeah. Then, uh, uh, 
one of the girls who was the admin for me for Ancient Aliens Worldwide, uh, she said, she said, Leo, that's the law of one. I said, what is that? I don't know what that is. She goes, you need to look it up. I said, okay. Then I got offline from doing that show, and I ended up on a David Wilcock. He was live, and he said something right. about the law of one. I said, all right, that's it. I got to look this up, man. Right? Dude, so Josie, that's the, the girl who, who said that to me. She linked me the link for what I use now, the, the Maffy Moose group on a channel on YouTube. They're the computer that says the whole thing, so I don't have to read the whole thing, right? I can just right, blab right. on like I do when I'm cut in. And I went through the whole thing and was like, I got to put this on the air, and I have to uh, help people to translate what they're saying because be, having a, a physicist background, I understand every single word that's being spoken, but some people just don't. <laughs> right? Yeah, the yeah. words, the verbiage that's used is not as the normal language that everybody speaks. They say things that are that the nuclear physicists are the only ones that know. It's like you know, you know, uh, Alex, things that I only know for a thousand, please. You know, that's kind of the stuff, right? So that's yeah, how right, I got, right. do it. Fascinating stuff, man. So. So and I know Rob knows a lot about that, don't you, Rob? Law, law of one, we've talked about that, right? Oh yeah, I mean we can go into it for we can we can literally backhand a couple of things off of what you do on a daily Friday, and sit here for about forty-five right. minutes to an hour and talk about <laughs> each dissected subject that comes up with you know just all how Ra and imme immediately he thought about where he wanted to be and boom he was there manifesting mm. his reality. Right. It's really. Right. You know, it's just the beginnings of it. But right. You know, that's what's kind of crazy when you when you actually look at that. They when they asked, are you know, uh, we have a raw here. This was in the first session. We have a raw here on Earth, uh, in Egypt. Are you any part of that? And they said, Yeah, we are raw. And we walked among your people. When they asked, Did you fly a spaceship here? This is what Rob was alluding to. They said, No, we used our mind and we traveled there and manifested into a human form. That's so they manifested about, into right? a body form that we would see and know that they were not human because they glowed like gold, I think at the time. So we knew that they weren't human, but they were in human form. And so everybody was like, wow, this must be the gods. And they were like, well, we're here to help you ascend and, and here. And of course they corrupted it because people, they didn't realize how corrupt we were here, right? That we have 20% corruption. They came from a planet of trees and nobody was corrupt. So they didn't realize that that could happen. And it kind of screwed us up. That's why they're still here helping because they screwed it up to begin with. <laughs> Well, yeah, there's Funny. that part. But that's not what we're here to talk about, right? <clears throat> Go ahead, Rob. I was just going to say, you know, and it's also where you put out in the universe, it comes back to you tenfold. That's also somewhat what the laws teach you, that whatever you, it's that dichotomy right. of whatever you perceive upon others, it's that that right. uh, that ability to just fold back in on you and give you either, you know, some, like if you're looking at Christian faith, it'll say blessings or miracles. Right. You know, if you're looking in uh, or the the ancient Romans ones, it would be like an oral, uh, an oracle prophecy vision, which will show you your path. I mean, it's so much we could right. dissect out of it. It's just, it's literally it in details so many ancient societies that it's so difficult to just pin down one that you want to discuss because they're all incorporated and it's all coming stemming well, from see, and that, and that, that law plays perfectly into into what you guys are going to hear this weekend if you guys attend this uh the, and we'll put up the i don't have the the, the uh, link for the tickets uh yet pulled up and i'll have omar do that when he gets in he said he's on his way he's just running a little bit late we're going to be I on the air here for a while so it's not like okay the, the one of you guys get it so it plays in perfectly because uh you know this event is uh, it's 33 dollars and 33 cents american for three days 28 speakers starts at seven or usually eight we're going to try and start it at 8 a.m 
each morning, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and it's going to go to, and we always try to say we're going to end at 6 or 7. We never end till 8. Right, so it's going to be a full twelve-hour day in, on each day with twenty-eight speakers and all of us uh, MCs, and everything that we're talking about here that Rob was just talking about plays into what is going to be rung out on there. In fact, we'll we'll play the video. I had the I don't know if I have that prime either. I'll, I'll get it. Uh, and if not, uh, I'll work it or you guys can get it. We'll play the video talking about it because uh, he has a new one that I haven't heard yet that he was going to play. So when he gets here, we'll see if he plays that for us. So. <clears throat> Every day is themed a different thing, but it's not the entire day. It flows through esoteric, uh, you know, history in the past, and it, and it comes through to you know with the beliefs and the 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 uh, whole ideology of religion. In fact, there's going to be even a comparative god uh, uh, portion that Neil Gore is going to do. And uh, we also do. We talk about nutrition. We talk about meditation. It's literally the what I culminate as the new new wave. It's the the people have found out the way the universe works, and uh, even uh, you know, uh, apart from learning the law of one, many of us learned that on our own, and then the law of one sort of solidifies that. That's why we talk about it. And <clears throat> these twenty-eight speakers from around the world are all going to talk about different things. Brian Forrester is one of them. Steve Meads is one of them. You know, you guys can see it on your screen if you put yourself in a full screen. You can bring you blow the screen up, and you can take a look. At you know these speakers and everything that we're uh, running down plays into all that. What am I missing, Greg? What what are some of the uh, the things? Oh, no, I mean, Michael Cremo is got Michael Cremo is going to be there. That's right? huge. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm so stoked for Brad Olson. And here's oh, how yeah. I, to preface this whole thing, right? If you have questions about something that's not like mainstream, you will find answers or a semblance of a theory which you can follow and do your own research afterwards within these speakers. So basically, if you have a question about anything and everything, we're pretty much going to go over all of it from start yep. to finish. Ancient knowledge yep. to, to, you know, futuristic ways of maintaining a healthy and happy type of relationship with somebody else yourself and keeping yourself in the best kept shape vibrationally and physically and mentally, if that makes, all, if right. that makes any sense. Well, and it does, and this is what I wanted to ring out. I want to get Greg's opinion on this uh, as well, it, because the 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 everything that is, I've always said this, and I say it even more now, that if you take every single religion that is on this planet right now, take all of their ideology, and I know most of them because I've read them. That's what I've done. One of my hobbies was, well, I had many, but it was always history. It was always religious history, military history, history in and of itself. And then, of course, you know, financial history. And I don't just mean banking. I mean, like, global economics. Uh, you know, I'm just a nerd, and I try to learn everything. I try to learn every aspect of everything. And so you have to delve into that. And if you take these all these religions and you take just the good parts and not the semantics that everybody are going to war over, like the, uh, the, the name of a god or, or what that god looks like, for crying out loud, Right. Yeah. And you, you just throw all that out. And you take the practices of all of these religions and what they're studying and you put that together. And that literally is the way the universe works and the right way to be thinking. So none of the religions on this planet are wrong. All of them are right and all of them are wrong in the separate things that have been corrupted by humans. And the only way that you can know that. And this is where I wanted to bring Greg in. The only way that you could know that is to ring out what it is and who the people are that are going to be at this event, because. 
They're going to talk about every aspect of everything that you can imagine that has to do with all of who we are, who we were, who we will be, and what we're becoming. Am I right, Greg? Dude, I don't even know why you wanted to bring me in, but I think I do know because that was a you just specialized in uh, to break it down, folks. That was a very hypnotic statement that Leonard just made Um, because you spoke in such vagaries at the same time. I knew exactly what you meant. Uh, I, what I mean is this. You spoke in a way that. um enlivened an unconscious reaction because it it's it's profound truths that's what you're talking about the profound truth of experience um and and that's what really you know i mean look that's where where i'm coming from as a hypnotist i'm looking at that from a background perspective of what are the building blocks that make unique transformational experiences internally going to something like this is absolutely one of those things because not only are you getting the intellectual intake but and and i know this from working meeting you and and working with rob and omar these are people that you cannot be in a room with without them forcing you to up level your vibration internally there's just something there's something about rob's energy there's something about your energy that just forces you to have an experiential shift that i mean look i'm sitting here right now I'm, it's not all going in my head like even what you just said i experienced like a trance state with you just introducing me um that's the kind of stuff right. to go into the experiential <laughs> that is more truthful to religion than the actual scripture because the experience yep. is what you actually have with you beyond just mere words this this summit this online uh, virtual convention is just that moving through experiential uh you will be in trances the entire time even though it won't seem like it's a formal hypnotic process th- these talks in the order that omar's put them in dude it's designed to do like a full body full consciousness just upside down sh- bending and that's what i live for that's why i'm excited about it that's absolutely right it's gonna be rocking you know and that's exactly what we do no rob go ahead please i'm just gonna say these people are so cultured and have witnessed so many like you can live vicariously through their stories because they've been to the places that they're talking about yeah they've experienced it firsthand and they will tell you what they found and a lot of the time you know and, and i've had it to myself where people will come by and be like well you know i'll debunk this i'll debunk that but when I ask that question, I say, but have you been to these places that these people actually say that they've experienced and seen these things? And nine times out of ten, it's no. These people have been there. Right. They have lived that moment. They have been in the shoes of these people, of, of men who have walked this earth from a thousand years ago. They've walked the same paths as them. And it's the wildest thing to think about. And, I mean, I could only be so lucky to do that myself eventually. You know, like I said, I'm pretty new to the whole thing and getting out there and researching in the field, but we're going to get there. And I just can't wait to take some of the walks that these people have walked and see some of the miles that their shoes have seen. It's going to be chaotic to me, but epic at the same time. (laughs) Agreed. See, I haven't been able to either. You know, I was I was getting ready to when I had my yacht five years ago and i was living on my yacht in san diego i was getting ready to sail that yacht down through the panama canal to go to the caribbean and i was going to do my show from sailing from all the different islands from back island hop in the caribbean and do my show from there 
that would have been the life. Then I could go to anywhere I wanted to go in the world and see these sites. And then I got a phone call from my sister. You need to come up here in, in, in uh, Sacramento and, and check on our parents. I came up here and I couldn't leave. My stepfather died four months later. My mother's health went down. She has Alzheimer's. I had to move in and take care of her. Got rid of the yacht, moved in with my mom, and I've been stuck here ever since. I had to turn down Dr. Stephen Greer, who emailed me. And I'm pretty sure that, that uh, Neil gave him my name. Emailed me and offered me a job to be his personal uh, assistant and go on, and do this and travel with him all over the world. And I had to turn him down because I was taking care of my mom. So I wasn't able to do it and I haven't been able to do it yet. However, I still talk to these people and I still look at their pictures and I still read their books and I, and I get them to ring that out. And this is what Rob does as well. And that's what he was talking about. And I'm sure that Greg does the same thing. And I know Omar has as well. And then Neil in the beginning was just like Rob and I and Greg now where we hadn't gotten out there yet and couldn't. But then he had that opportunity. Eventually, he kept that eye on that prize and had that opportunity with COVID. No one has that opportunity, and it's just now starting to get back to normal, and if, uh, some sort of semblance of normal. But we have this event that you guys can look at, and I'm telling you, as a fan, just like Greg said, and I've done this with Neil when he's put these on, sure, I'll be there, and I'll give you a hand, and I'll do any, and then next thing you know, I'm there from the beginning to the end of every single day because, just like Greg said, these people are talking about stuff I want to hear about, or maybe I know about, and I want to see what they have to say about it. Next thing you know, I'm just sitting there as a fan staring at everybody, you know, like Greg said. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, right? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I even uh, I interviewed Neil last week. He was on my show last Monday, Neil Gore. Uh, and I asked him point blank, dude, you've been doing this for so long. What you know, you've heard they're green, they're green men, you've heard the government siding them. What what else is there? And he proceeded to tell me right. how much more there is. <laughs> He's like, dude, of course I'm not done because we don't know this, we don't know this. Think about this, think about this. Boom, 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 listed all this stuff. And I said, Yeah, of course. Um, right. so there's never too much. There are uh, what I, I forget, I cited it in the debate we did, Rob. Uh, 19. How many seasons of ancient aliens are there right now? You must know the answer. Oh. It's like 16, <clears throat> they're, 17. On, they're on 17, yeah. I think. Yeah. Hundreds of episodes. There's yep. still more. They're, they yeah, haven't yeah. even, there's still more. Well, you know, I said the same thing about the law of one when I started session one and I got to session 20. How many more sessions can they actually ring out? They're just going to run out of, nope, nope, there's nope. still more. <laughs> Didn't run yeah. out of anything. There's still more. And even when they were done at 106, the only reason it ended was because uh, Don shot himself in the head and they couldn't make contact anymore. He killed himself. They couldn't make contact, never did. Otherwise, they would have probably continued to have more sessions. Hmm. It's wild, too. And Crazy. one of the things that yeah. I love about Neil Gore is we, when we did our last one, he literally, like, we asked him a question and he went into Santa Claus and the relation to Santa Claus to ancient Druidistic mushroom eating that. <laughs> was literally right. urinated on by specific animals that gave right. it its potency. It was, it right. changed Christmas for me forever, <laughs> yeah. but it was, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. Yep. It was the craziest yep. thing I've heard, but it made so much sense after he finished saying it all, it made a ton of sense. And, you know, I can't wait to do the interviews that I'm slated for. Uh, I'm doing a, an interview on somebody with Atlantis. I'm also doing uh, Marlin with uh, near death experiences right up my alley. Right. And yeah. trust me, I'm going to ask the questions that you're longing to ask. And now that people know that you can always message me if there's any specific questions you want me to ask these people. Right. Yeah, I think that's well, great. See, you know what? 
I was literally just talking to um, Mandy, uh, Mandy Wilson, who she's the she's the the uh, headmaster at, uh, you know, headmistress because uh, she's English, the headmistress at Ancient Aliens Worldwide. And she said, who's going to shut all you guys up? You, Omar, Rob, you guys talk so freaking much. And I said, no, you don't understand when we're producing. We're not talking. We're watching timelines and going, we need to speed this guy up to five minutes. Right. You know, we're, we're talking timelines. We're not out here like we're now, guys. This is when this is my show. So I grandstand. I'm, it's on my show. I'm talking about blah, blah, blah. Rob does the same thing. So does Greg. Right. So when we're so when we're not and we're actually working as MCs, it's not our job to sit there and talk. It's our job to set up the person who's going to speak, shut up and let them speak. Right. But what do we do? We get the crowd ready to go. Introducing now up next. There's a great man. He was born in 1492. You know what I mean? And we give you the whole bio and then we get going and let me introduce you to so-and-so. And then they go, okay, am I on? You know, they're always, they're always not, not tech savvy. <laughs> okay, man, this is Mike working. <laughs> MC, MC means move the conversation, move it along, yeah. move the conversation yep. along. For me anyway, you know, I'm like, yeah. like, no, got to keep I mean, on the timeline. Ask the really, right questions. Means. Yeah. Ask the right questions. Well, keep the flow going. But. <laughs> of course. But. Yeah. Move the move the conversation. You know, there's certain questions you can ask and say, you know, don't go into too much detail, but preface this specific moment and what you're talking about and then give right. us some of the some of the stuff behind it. It's, you know, that all depends. And one of the things I love about these these conventions, too, is nine times out of ten, I will like watch some videos on the person I'm interviewing, but I never write down questions. I just go with what feels right in that moment. Like, okay. Yep. Like sometimes people like to, like even when I do a regular interview, sometimes if it's a difficult subject, I'll write down, like jot down thoughts, but the questions, I feel like they should come from like the moment. You know what I mean? So you can literally be in that moment with that person. And then it becomes an entire uh, collection of emotion, knowledge. It's an entire experience. Totally. Yeah, it's man, yeah. it's got to be experiential. I absolutely agree. But also for the people in the audience uh, who haven't purchased the ticket yet, I mean, yeah, we're MCing, but how often do you get to write a question, Michael Cremo, you know, right. or Brad right. Olson? These are top right. notch people that are doing QAs. We, we heard it yesterday. There is QA for every single talk. There are panels. If you've yeah. wanted to ask something to these people, um, and and not have to create an entire web platform to hope that they'll show up on your show or interview them. This right? is a great chance. Um, yeah, yeah, that's no joke, guys. Just just like uh, Greg just said, literally every single speaker, most of them are going to speak for forty five minutes. They're going to do a presentation, and then they're taking fifteen minutes worth of questions. Oh. And it's not going to be us MCs unless we're asking the questions that you guys in the audience are asking. And any of you guys have been on my shows, you know how it works. I do that exact same thing when I'm interviewing somebody, and I say so and so in the crowd said blah 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 or ask this question it's going to be like that it's going to be them talking and when they're done they're going to be questions that you guys you guys get to ask so you know i mean like uh, you know i would love to ask brian forrester to give me a little bit more background into that ball of plasma that went straight down the entrance to karnak at 35 feet and, and leveled everything on its path into the into the uh, to the beginning and they filmed it and i saw it when they were live and go, okay, so what do you think? Do you think that was just some weird happenstance from the sun of coronal mass ejection? Or do you think that was some sort of plasma weapon? And I've never got a chance to clarify that. I would love to ask that question. Or 
Oh, you know, the, the elongated skulls. What was it like when you when you found that elongated skull that you got to take running off with that the government couldn't take from you? You know? That's so true. That's questions. so true. One of the great <laughs> things about this, too, is we have presenters and people who are doing presentations that have so much information that for them to squeeze it to within 45 minutes. Look at George Metrovich. That I love that man. He is such a nice hearted person he's a great man and he's written 50 books he drops like six books at a time <laughs> yes it's it's the wildest yeah. thing i've ever seen but when i tell you every book this man has done is incredibly thorough it's an, it's regional so you can pick up your region and read specifically about what happened in your region and then here you go this man's got 50 books how is he going to squeeze thank god they gave him a little bit more time because I think that he's <laughs> definitely going to be Greg, you, you got your work. Yeah, I'm doing that. You with George. I got that slot. George is amazing. But George, George will tell you everything. He'll go through. He'll plot courses on the way things went. He'll tell you what it looked like, experiences. It's, it's, it's going to be a wild right, roller coaster. And then there's, there's moments of meditation and uh, basically ambient type of music and the bowls of, of – uh, I forgot the gentleman's name off the top of my head, but you know the the uh, the bowl ceremony, all that stuff is so. When you intake this information, you get like to clean your palate either. for this a this moment. Is where we need uh, Mario or Omar here. Omar, <laughs> Omar yeah. But, yeah well, I know Rod Rodney uh, McGilvery, who is speaking about alchemy. Uh, he's doing some music the second day with his band. They I just... think it's Ben Carroll. Ben. Carroll. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the bowls of Ben Carroll. Ben Carroll. It is Ben Carroll. Yeah. When he did that at the yes, last function we did, it literally tangles yes. my toes to the follicles of hair on my head. And then his voice kicked in <laughs> and I was transcended to a different place. I was in a different place. It was the most unreal moment I've had during a convention. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. And I remember Omar's reaction. Do you remember Omar's reaction? He had never actually witnessed someone. He didn't doing know what to say with the bulls know. before. Omar yeah. had an epiphany. He had a profound. He was moved. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty badass. He was. He, he was came moved back so by that. He, was, he lost for words. I speechless because he was like, uh, uh. He was just stammering. <laughs> Yeah. I I was the same. And guys, he's was, back like, this time. So if you missed that, that was I think. Go ahead, dude. I I'm so ready for that. That sounds amazing. Oh, dude, I uh, I can't tell you what it's like. I don't you know if you've ever seen it done. It I've seen it done with glass. I've seen it done with the bulls. Yeah, you have to see it. You have to hear yeah. it. It's you can, somebody somebody insane. can describe really, really it to good. you, but until you're in that epic moment and and the sparks of like the 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 nodes of your soul start to sparkle, it's <laughs> it it doesn't. I can't use words to express exactly what it is. I can't. It's. I would be doing it a disservice. You know, funny. Omar said the same thing. Remember. He his words were the same that, that it felt like it felt like that, uh, that his, his energy was literally sparkling from that. Yeah. From when he did wow. that with the, with the music, with the, and, and he just uses the bowls and they look like mortar and pestles, you know, and he's got the pestle and he's just uh, going around. I've seen people do it with their fingers in, in water. And I've seen them do it many different ways. I saw one where they had this glass was turning this way and it had, it was in water and they would touch it in different places. It made different tones. It's really, I love instruments. 
Uh, and, you know, I just, I look at all that stuff and try to hear everything I can hear and every music I can hear. I'm, you know, I'm literally addicted to, and that's like when you get philosophy 101, you know, philosophy means, means the love of knowledge or the knowledge of love. And that is like personifies my life. I want to know and learn everything that there is to learn. And the more you know, you don't know, or the more you know, you know nothing, like Socrates said. And the truth is, that's the way it is. The more that you understand anything, the more you realize, like Greg said that Neil said to him not too long ago, just a few minutes ago, that he said that, where Neil said no, because there's still this, and we don't know that. There's, you know, it literally personifies the creation itself. Right now, here's mm. here comes the here comes the minister coming out right because the, yeah. the 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 creation isn't so much like the where he said I am the alpha and the omega I am the beginning and the end but that that's not exactly true that's why a lot of that I don't want to get into that but a lot of that Moses stuff was was not really God um, talking to Moses it was I don't want to get if you read the law of one you'll understand that but it, it's, <laughs> dude it's, you gotta come on my show now there talk is about that. no end. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a lie. The Dead Sea Scrolls, a lie. I, I'll come on your show. We'll talk about it, bro. I'll give you the. I'll give you the Hell yeah, we'll double on the water. <laughs> right? that stuff. It's. I can tell you. I mean, and these guys are going to talk about it. It's a propagation. It's just like the History Channel. The History Channel's uh, Ancient Aliens tele show, which I've seen just about every single episode, and I've interviewed almost everybody on the show, and I've promoted their their stuff because they serve a purpose. But the purpose that they're shooting for is to propagate that we humans were created by an alien race, right? And then we just lost Greg. He just went down. That we, so We'll wait for him to come back. He'll be back in a second once he, he hits. I don't know what happened to him. but uh, And then I'll finish that statement because I wanted him to hear that. <laughs> right? but that's, so that was for that's, him as much as you, most of you guys out there who know me. Go ahead, go ahead, Rob. That's what they want. They want to propagate that narrative. They have a specific narrative and they stick to it. And that's just what it's just yeah. it's the same as any media company, which is, again, why Full Spectrum Network is building a website to and Leo will be writing for the website. So you'll get some of that. You get a dash of everybody right. that we know in that website because it's going to be right. It's going to take on mainstream media and the narratives that we think should be out there are going to be the ones that are discussed. But we're not going to do it from a place of of like a like a motive. There's no motive behind it except for to give people knowledge. It's not it's right. not a motive of we're 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 vying for a specific agenda and that's going to be the agenda, you know, and even when even when the History Channel does that, they're still appropriating a specific narrative. And either you follow that narrative or it's wrong. And we know less than we perceive to, you know, we don't know as much as they as people think. And, right. you know, there's so many different ways that it could have gone down for us to speculate and say this is exactly it. It means that we're narrowing our basis of of what the entire what the entire explosion of society encapsulated. Society was derived from multiple points, not just one. So to think right. that the creation would not be from multiple points would almost be a disservice to people by saying that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that's the truth, though, and and that plays into what we're ringing out, guys, in this uh, 
this upcoming uh, conference that we have for this weekend. It's literally looking at every aspect, like Rob just said. It would do us an, a disservice if we didn't look at the entire universe this way. We have to look at our past. We have to look at our present. We have to look at our future. To see our future, we have to understand our past. And to understand our past, we have to understand the people that were there and what they did and what motivated them. To, to do the things they did, to, to write the books they did, to do the, you know, to literally everything. And, and when we do that, when we look at that stuff, just like, uh, you know, Neil is going to do a comparative uh, God comparison. And we talked about this uh, yesterday when we did a, 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 we were on doing a video yesterday and we talked about it. And, you know, that if you really look into it, and I've done this, if you really look into it, most of the gods, if not all of the gods from every religion, that is from any time period in on this planet, they're all the same gods with a different name. They even looked similar, right? Uh, and they had uh, similar I, traits. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, if well, let's look, at, if we're going to look at things, right, we're going to look at symbolization too. Let's look at symbolization. There's a reason that every specific society built a pyramid because it's, first off, it's one of the most sturdy types of buildings you could possibly have right so let's look at that in in the realm of societies right so we start with the you know atlantis sumeria those are like the four corners of the pyramid and once we learned from those forefathers the next era came sumeria lumeria all that stuff after that and it keeps getting till we get to this pinnacle point where it's the pinnacle of our of our energy the pinnacle of our frequency but we can't discredit those corners, otherwise the pyramid will fall. So we build upon those. So each level is built, and then eventually it comes to the point. But that's the, it's what society is all about. We're learning. It's just like in the United States. If we take out the legs of which our forefathers and founding fathers built this nation on, we will cease to be that specific type of nation because we're taking the legs out from the, from the foundation. And the foundation won't hold the house on it. Right? Sorry, yeah. um, that was Greg saying that his computer conked out. So, yeah, I wanted to answer uh, in the crowd. He said, Dennis, he said that you wanted to do a show. Well, Greg just said he was going to have me on his show, so we'll talk about that. So you'll have to look at his show, and we'll find out when, and I'll make sure that you guys know that. I'll, 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 I'll plug it so you guys know when, and we're going to get on there and talk about um, that stuff. But yeah, he said his computer went down and he said it's a new one and he doesn't know why. And I said, well, if, I said, if you can get back in on the phone, come on back in, whatever. <laughs> you know, I said, otherwise don't trip. And, uh, you know, I don't know where Omar is. So he, he said he's going to be here in a minute, but, you know, it's been 45. <laughs> right? yeah, so, that was like continue. me last night. Uh, get but, stuck uh, in traffic. Go ahead. No, it was last night. I was got stuck right? in traffic. And it could, yeah, and that so is that what he said? I mean, he could be stuck in yeah, he could be stuck in traffic. This was kind of an impromptu quickly last night. I said, guys, are you going to come on with me tomorrow? So, you know what I mean? I mentioned it before that, but jumped on it really last night and said, come on, let's do this. So the, so the, the whole weekend is going to be that, right? It's literally going to be uh, everybody looking at things uh, from different places, different times in history, including, like Rob said, including uh, spiritualism, including, uh, you know, uh, your chakras and including food and nutrition and all of this stuff that, you know, we, that we talk about now, we talk about ascension food as opposed to just, you know, low level food. We, we understand things more now than we have before. But then when we look back in the past, again, we realize they already knew this stuff long ago. 
They knew the things that we, the, the, so there was a place in there that we forgot everything that they knew when they, when you look back now, you know, just with the Bible or the, the, uh, the Bible for, um, for doctors, you know, is, is, uh, is uh, the Hippocratic oath from Hippocrates, but then they found Emotep's book that Emotep wrote on medicine and every doctor today says if we would have found this first, we would be taking the Emotepin oath, not the Hippocratic oath. And they're using it and they're implementing it. That was 5,000-year-old dusty tome. 5,000-year-old dusty tome when they had zero technology whatsoever. Holistic medicine, medicine. Yeah, and the medicine's better than our medicine today. Of course. Anything natural is always going to be better. And once we start affecting nature with genetically modifying things and things like that, I mean, that's a rabbit hole in itself. You lose the potency of what that's actually supposed to be. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing to think that we would modify all this stuff that we hold that's wholesome, that, that actually gives us this energy and actually does these things for our body that need to be done. It's just like, you know, we used to have an organ that used to literally digest wood, but that organ just shut off because right? of right. whatever the case may the be. Yeah. yeah, probably. Well, I mean, we started eating berries know, to stop you, eating the sticks. Well, if you look at, the, there's a tree that's called the Moringa Oli, Olifera, Moringa, Moringa Olifera tree. And that is the, what they call it, the chicken leg tree or the chicken wing tree. That is a tree that, that comes from Southeast Asia that grows faster than just about any tree. Uh, on the planet and we humans can literally eat the leaves the branches the bark and the meat of the tree wood it has more nutrition in all of that if we ate just that tree we could eat just that tree and we would survive because it has everything you need protein it has everything it has carbs proteins sugars everything that you need and high antioxidants the tea leaves or the leaves of the tree if you make a tea out of it is better than any tea we have on the face of the earth with antioxidants if you eat it like lettuce it's better than every tea leaf and every lettuce leaf combined for nutrition okay just this one tree alone and it grows like 35 feet a month so you have to keep chopping it down and actually consume it and eat it Co countries like the North American United States of America has made that tree illegal to grow in yep. most states because they don't want that tree being around the world because the tree by itself is saving Southeast Asia from starvation. That's Not to mention tilapia, the fish tilapia, which was a garbage fish in the minds of everybody around the planet, except for those people who lived in poor countries and they had to start eating it. Tilapia breed like rabbits. They, they like triple their population every month. Okay, so if you have, if you're farming tilapia, they breed so much, you're gonna have to start handing your friends fish. You'll end up eating fish every day and never run out. Okay, right. and see, as a prepper, as a survivalist, I wrote a book about this stuff. You can get duckweed, which is also illegal in the United States of America, because duckweed, if you grow it, if you put it in a lake, it will grow on top of the water, and it's little leaves that look like little uh, um, three-leaf clovers. And it, it'll literally take over the whole top of the lake. It'll grow over the whole top of it. We can walk right up to the water, pick that up, and it's like alfalfa, and we can eat it, and it's more nutritious than most lettuces that we have, right? So those of us in Arizona who were building these things would have swimming pools and convert them into tanks with tilapia, build a chicken coop over the, the swimming pool so that every time the birds, uh, the chickens pooped, it would fall into the water, and the tilapia would eat their poop. 
and then we would grow uh, uh, the duckweed in buckets so it wouldn't take over the whole uh, uh, pool and feed the duckweed to the to the chickens and get chickens, get eggs, get fish, and get lettuce every That's single day ecosystem. for free. And it was sustainable. Yes. That's literally an entire ecosystem. You just built my it's buddy, just like certain, my buddy certain algaes do that too. Yeah, my buddy in California did the same thing, but you can't grow tilapia this far north, so he used uh, trout. And he oh. grew, and he had it, and he literally had a whole this whole system that the water was filtered uphill into the dirt where he was growing all the vegetables. So all of the 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 crap from the a fish tank and their poop was fertilizing the food he was growing, and the dirt and everything was filtering the the water back clean and putting it back into the fish. And he had chickens, and he had that growing, and he showed me the whole thing, filmed the whole thing, he turned it on, and it was growing like all kinds of food that he was growing, and that was feeding the fish. And the, the chickens, and he was eating the chickens, the fish, the eggs, and all the plants. Holy shit! That's yeah. Wild. Made himself a little ecosystem in his backyard. Yeah, that's wild. That, that really is what yeah. it is. It's a survival system. That's what it is. It's exactly. Well, you know is. how we learned that? This is no joke. We learned that because the people over in Southeast Asia and Asia who were starving did that out of necessity. They grow, they dig a pit. And start farming tilapia in there. And then the cheapest way is to grow food that will take over everything that's very nutritious. So they had the trees, they had the duckweed, they had the the, the you know the the fish, then they had the chickens, the chickens ate all that. We we Americans learned that from them and everybody in the world, and then started telling everybody who was a prepper, look, this is what you do to make an ecosystem. Look, here's videos of them doing it there. That's wild stuff. They taught us. I that's why that you have to have some kind of system like that in a bug out bag, and you're set. Because we're getting close. We're uh, getting that's close. what I talk about in my. That's what I talk we're about in close, my guys. Book. Get ready. We're getting yeah. close. Right. I talk about that in my book. I have bug out bags. I have. I have them everywhere. That's no joke. I'm, There's no joke. I have two sitting right over here, and I have one in my car, and then my whole. Right. And then I have two more in the in my uh, closet over here. There's a closet over here. I have two shotguns. I have 150 pounds of ammunition, both shotgun shells. All right, and all right. Don't, don't to, say all that. Carry them up to the vehicle. Yeah. You're going to have to. You're gonna have <laughs> don't tell everybody everything. They'll come get it. Right. You're going to have the Clintons and the Bidens knocking on the door soon. Yeah. Got to watch out. Watch out. Yeah, Beto right. O'Rourke's coming for you. Well, I'm also, I'm also a uh, National Rifle Association member, so they can pry my gun out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, see, you later. This, see you later. See you later, Facebook. This weekend. <laughs> Right. See you later, Facebook. Yeah, you'll be deleted. Facebook. So getting back to this to this uh, weekend, this event that we have, they're going to be talking about all that stuff too. Not so much the survival stuff, but they're going to be talking about nutrition and, and things like that and uh, spiritualism uh, and everything. And you guys really seriously need to check this out. Uh, it's going to be crazy, insane, cool. And like Greg said and like Rob said, we get on there and we're like fans. We sit there just staring at these guys, listening to them and and. You know, like Greg said, we go into kind of a trance. I, I was, I was kind of, I thought that was kind of cool that what he said about, about the way I was talking and how he was like, wow, your tone. I'm like, yeah, I, I know that I do that. That's why I was shaking my head. Yes. I do that kind of on purpose, but I didn't get to finish that conversation with, with Greg because his computer went out. It was funny because I saw his computer screen get weird. It was flashing. And I looked at the camera and he was going dark and then coming back. And then I saw him get this look like, what the hell? And he went like this to touch the computer and didn't get near it. and went. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it That's happen. Wild. I'm like, there goes Greg. <laughs> That's wild. And then after, I, not to get crazy, but after this event, we're going to be working. I'm going to be working on an event, and I'm going to put an event together, and it's going to be yep. right on par with the rest of them. So 
you know, Omar, me and Omar are going to be doing one together, but then on top of that, I'm going to have another one later on this year. And it's going to be yep. epic, everybody. So keep an eye out for that stuff, too. We're about to really well, put events so on all the time. As well, I'm I'm looking at doing the same thing, but I'm not looking at doing the stuff that Neil's doing and that uh, Omar's doing. Mostly where I'm going to be focusing is going to be more on the nutrition and the uh, spiritual side of things. So I'm going to be looking into that in some respect. I don't know if I'll do a big webinar event, but I'm still doing things like we just talked to uh, Jim Pennington again from Rendlesham Forest, the, the airman that was there in, in Rendlesham Forest back in England with the UFO sighting, one of the most famous UFO sightings in, in the UK. And he gave us an exclusive interview uh, a few months ago that's up at Ancient Aliens Worldwide. You can still watch the video. And he, and he just decided to come back. He has, and I want to make this clear because he has declined every Zoom interview by anyone except Ancient Aliens Worldwide. Okay, so he is coming back to do a repeat and have another interview with us when he won't do interviews with anyone else right now. And, and I'm glad that he's doing that. And I, and I want to tap, uh, you know, Mandy on the back for, for, for that because, she, you know, pat her on the back for that because she put this all together. And then I was able to ring out some information. You guys should really go and take a look at that video, by the way. He gave us answers and information that he hasn't told anyone since Rendlesham 30 years ago. Okay? That's wild. Nothing, that shows even stuff that he talked about are. then. <laughs> yeah, that shows how persistent right? we are so, getting these people. It takes absolutely. a lot to get some of these people. I'll tell and, you that. It's, yeah, it's it does. Sometimes. That's no joke, right? Yeah, sometimes they say no for like six months and then go, okay, let's do it. You know, but some of them are just hard to get a hold of. You know, like Yuvanov, we were talking about him. Uh, we were talking about trying to get a hold of him, and he's really hard to get a hold of to hammer down. Once you get him, he's, he has a great interview and he talks about he's the guy, people that uh, he'll also be speaking. Uh, Valerie Uvanov, he'll also be speaking he, uh, this weekend. He's currently the only person on the face of the earth that is currently actually building pyramids. Yep. And he's building them for different things with different frequencies for different energies, like healing, for instance. He has a building for that. He has another building that helps promote education. And he built it so that the vibration tickles that part of the brain and your chakra points specifically to help you focus and learn faster. This is the, the information and energy he has put into pyramids and the energy of that shape, size, distance, and what they're made of and how they resonate. He's going to be like talking. A, like a chakra battery. It's like a chakra battery yeah. or like a chakra power plant. It's going to turn it on Absolutely. and keep it on. If it's blocked, yep. he'll unblock it and you will be yep. on your way to a much better life, feeling better. I'm going to let him explain it. I've done, uh, I've looked at a lot of his work too. And it is, you know, he also incredible. reinvented, he also reinvented the, one of the rods that was supposedly like, um, I'm not sure which, which deity, but it was, it was, I don't know if it was raw or if it was, it was one of those like Akhenaten or one of those guys created an energy rod that I've only seen one other person make. And that was a, a buddy of mine. I can't think of his name. I was a guy I interviewed and he was in Sedona, Arizona, and he actually made one as well. But this was done by the, by the specs of the ancient Egyptians, and he duplicated it and, and replicated it and got it to work. And you can buy them. He'll make them for you. That's Valerie Yuvanov. Just take a look at that. Yeah. You should take a look wild. at that. It's called the, the, I think it's called the, either the Egyptian wand or the pyramid wand. But just look up Valerie Yuvanov, and you'll see he's written several books. He's going to be there, there this weekend. You know, with COVID, I started alluding to that earlier. With COVID, we can't do venues around the world. So the next best thing is to do a, an online 
venue. So you, it's unfortunate that you can't be in the, the actual seats in the presence of these people. We probably won't be able to do that until next year. We'll see yeah, how we're gonna are going to get there, though. You know? But we're we'll get, get there. there. Yeah, we're going to get there. Things are, are, are looking very good with this COVID thing, with the herd immunity is kicking in, the fake herd immunity is kicking in with the with the shot. Um, because they claim that that's the only way we can get herd immunity, which is a lie. You can look that up. Google it now, and it'll tell you you have to have a shot. I'm pretty sure. But pick up one of your old dictionaries and look up herd immunity, and it doesn't say anything about having to have a shot. <laughs> not, not a word about that. Nope, no shot. Okay. So, right, yeah, yeah Angie said, sorry, I joined late. That's okay. Better late than never. That's the way we look see, at it. You can see you again, life. Facebook. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> there he goes again. Opens that algorithm. It's going to get Leo in a minute, right? That's about it. So Kevin says, Kevin, we're Kevin on the edge. says, what do, you, what do you reckon? He says, what, what What do you reckon about authority? Oh, don't get me started on authority, Kevin. You're trying, aren't you? Kevin's trying what, to prop which authority? I only, bear, have, I only right? have one authority, and that's my higher power. And it, it loves me to death. Like so I'm not, like that, I'm, I am right? blessed. That's the only right. person I answer to is the one it's it's the maker that I meet once I fade this husk and move on to the next level. Right. You know, there was, you know, speaking of that, there was an Irish comedian and I can't think of his name right now. And he was really famous in the seventies and the eighties. And he had a show that he did in the UK <clears throat> and he's always in his show. And he always had smoked a cigarette and had a whiskey and he was missing his middle finger of his left hand, smoking a cigarette, drinking whiskey. And at the end of the show, he would say, all right, guys, it was a great show. Have a great night. And may you take your God with you. <laughs> right? Take your God with you and have a great night. And I love that because he wasn't trying to force anyone to have any name of any deity figure. He was saying, hey, "Go with your God and have a great night." <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. That's, and that's, that's the whole coexist thing. And I talked about that before. Yeah. You know, and we're going to be talking about it this weekend, right? They're going to be showing that's, that's that sort of co you know cohesiveness, right? You know, it's crazy too because I just did a debate, and one of the things that I said was that. You know, there are literally like the book or the story of Jesus goes back through time to ancient Samaria. It's just by different names and it's there's there's connections. It's not exactly the same story, but it's shared instances in that story that make it so well, in fact, close. It is almost, I want to put that on the screen. Kevin says, David Allen, you're absolutely right. See, I knew you. He's, he's my age, so he remembers. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think he's a couple years older than me. I'm 53. Didn't we say you were like 54 or 55? So he remembered. So, yes. In fact, I know for certain I actually have on my site. I, I wish you would have talked about this earlier. I would have brought it up for people to see. I actually have a comparative for the, for the Jesus phenomenon of what Rob was talking about. And I am aware of seven. And I've been told there's 12, but haven't found all 12 yet. I'm aware of seven people. In fact, Raw was one, right? Seven, yep. seven times in history when everything that Jesus did had been done. And it literally, yep. the walk on water, change water into wine, bring the dead back to life, un, you know, unblind the blinded, uh, heal the sick, heal the maimed. Everything that Jesus did, including being born of a virgin mother, being killed or, or attempted to be killed on a cross or some, some way hideously, was literally done seven times that I can prove. And I have the actual, you know, the, the, the picture, the meme that shows each one and tells you what yep. they did. And it all Sumerian, correlates to the same thing that happened Sumerian, all over the world. Mongolian, Sumerian, Chinese, Mongolian, Japanese, Japanese, Indian, Egyptian, in, Indian. Egyptian. Yep. And, and yep. another southern African country, I think it's Congo, 
There was somebody yep. like that too. And it's all yep. in their text. And then this person tried to tell me that I was dead wrong. Uh, I was like, well, how do you figure? He said, well, I watched a video on YouTube. Oh, Okay. A video on YouTube. Okay, and, great. You know, there was a there was a video that on sounds... YouTube. It was debunking the uh, Ancient Aliens show. On, yeah, on, sounds uh, like his channel. That sounds perfect. That's uh, the best evidence that I could possibly yeah. find. It. And, and I was. I, looking, I, I went on there and watched his video, and I debunked his video where he was debunking the show. And I actually showed the parts of. So I went and got the the episode that he was talking about. The one they were talking right. about was when they were at Lake Titicaca, and and they had they were talking about indus and he says well here they claim that all of the ruins up here were made out of indesite and that's just not true and then and, and indesite is is a very very uh, strong thing and you can't cut it and, and i was like okay so let me go watch and then you see giorgio sucolo say and most of the things up here were made with indesite but not all but there was a big right. group that was so he never claimed that they were all indesite no one did not even von daniken but he says not- they claimed that because he cut that part out Edited right, it out to, for his narrative. I want to make this clear. I'm not sure if exactly that's exactly what he said on that specific question, but there was one question where he said, Well, I saw a YouTube video. And I said, Oh man, how many views did it have? How many subscriptions was to this specific YouTube video that you watched? And then, you know, I said, I could say anything on YouTube. Does that make a fact? Like, how could right. I don't understand how somebody could ever say it as a viable piece of evidence, a credible in any way, shape, or form? I mean, yes, there are YouTube videos out there that are right, right. but it, it's not yeah. its not the same as doing your own research and going back and finding ancient texts. It because it's on YouTube. Right, yeah. right, right. It's credible yeah. when it's vetted. We Here's a for that. instance. Okay, we were talking about this, and we were, I started talking about this before Greg was, was uh, cut off the air. Here's a for instance, the, the Ten Commandments. Okay, the mm-hmm. Ten Commandments everyone believes is is written by God and given to Moses, and Moses brought it down. But it took weird thing that it took him a month to get that. I could chisel those ten same questions into stone in ten in, in a in a you know in a whole month. I'm just saying. Uh, but he so he comes up with these basic commandments. Now, if if God is all seeing, all knowing, all loving, and created us, and we're supposed to have free will. If that's the case, then why would this God immediately say, but you shall not do this, and you shall not do that, and you shall not do this? Okay? So that contradicts the idea that we have free will. So now you just go, okay, shut up and obey. You don't have free will. Just do what your God tells you to do. Okay? So that is is an untrue fact that people you people want to believe that there's a God, but then you have certain things in in a skewed ideology that tear the, the away from that, like the Vikings, and the Bohemian believed that the all father wove the weave in, of the skein of your life. And you have no choice. You're going to live as long as he says and die when and where and how the, the all father says. So you're just supposed to just live your life and not be concerned with that. I understand the logic behind that is telling people you shouldn't freak out over uh, life and think, oh, there's one that's going to murder me at a certain point, and I, I don't know when that is, and be scared. But in the same sense, you shouldn't be really worrying about that because that's not the important thing that you need to learn. So when you hear it on its face, you go, well, that's untrue because there would not be a God that would control everything. God doesn't control everything. Okay, it so there's no God good. that's sitting up there. That, but it sounds good. It takes. Right, it, it what it does good. is when you do that, when you when you do that, it takes everything off of me. 
if I'm of not course. in control of my life, then I'm not responsible for any of my actions because God was the one who decided to let me do it. So if I rape somebody, it was because God wanted me to. Otherwise, God would have not have had me do that. So that, you know, that creates a, a violent uh, a violence in, in your society where nobody's held accountable for anything because, hey, it's supposed to be that way because God willed it. Otherwise, well, it would, right. I, God wouldn't have let me do it. Right? That's, the, that's the obstruction of accountability since the beginning of time. Everybody, right. it, it, it would always be nice to say, well, that's not my fault. This person did right. that. That person did that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't know how to say it's any other way. When everybody holds themselves accountable, this society will raise to a plateau it's never seen because this has been the same, the same constructs forever. And now I, I really feel like this is that moment where we're bridging this gap. And this is one of the things that we're getting to is accountability because all the people that are that are that victim mentality are pushing it so far that the people who are paying attention, which is most of the world now, are are let are being let into what this is. You know what I mean? And now people are right. starting to hold themselves accountable, and these unaccountable people are going to they're going to cave in on themselves because we're at this point in right. society where we have enough technology to sustain ourselves forever. We don't need to go any further. We will, but we don't need to. Everything's here. Right. Right spirituality is at an all-time low which means that practicality and rationalism are at an all-time high right, right. There's, no, there's not so much faith so the rational thing would be accountability you watch what you do make sure you do it right and hopefully the next man does the same and eventually you know i can get right. into like the dichotomy of it but you know it's it, it, it's it's going to be a prosperous thing because when we start to encapsulate the faith base and the accountability at a uh, esoteric level and a physical level, I mean, there's no stopping us. There's no stopping us. Right. Well, you know, and like Kevin's saying here on the screen, let me show what he's saying here on the screen. Uh, he's saying that, you know, there is no God. Right. It's all fairy tale. God is the one which is everyone in the same on the same page. Um, there in in the, he, he's right. I believe in the in respect of um, if you look at the Mahabharata, you look at the, at the Judeo Christian uh, beliefs, uh, and there's this God figure, quote unquote, who in in their scriptures is a fat old white guy who looks kind of like me or Rob if Rob were older, and he looks more because he has more of that Greek Roman look to him, right? Being Italian, so it, it's a guy that looks like him with a beard sitting on a throne, and that's what they what they say. I agree with you. That doesn't exist. That does not exist, and there is there is no God like that. The, the idea of 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 you know the one or the the, it's the, the collective consciousness of all of us in the universe would not be a, a physical sitting on a throne dude with a helmet on and and booming voice coming down from the heavens I agree with that but do I think that there is a higher power out there absolutely there's there's not just and I know there's not just this so I wouldn't go so far as Kevin and say that there is no God. And that it's all that it's all crap beca only because there is energy out there, and I know that my soul doesn't end. So if that's the case, there has to be something that either created that or organized that, because I don't believe that we just sort of wound, spun around by accident, and and came into being. Because I believe that my soul is immortal, and I've been outside my body. I know what it feels like. Okay, so that's not a delusion or anything that happened to me. It was just a dream, dude. You had too many mushrooms. I've never done mushrooms, 
right? So, so I believe that there is something, but I don't believe, I believe it's a higher power. I believe it's more of a collective consciousness. I believe it's more of a hive uh, consciousness of, of positive energy that is, a, that is like a matrix in some sense. Um, but I don't believe, you're right, I don't believe there's some guy sitting on a mountaintop somewhere. And, you know, I think that's more an alien spacecraft trying to pretend and propagate that they're, uh, you know, they're our creator God. You know what I mean? Right. Well, let's that's think about opinion. this, right? Let's think about this. This this is just shooting off the hip now. Now I'm just I'm really contemplating on what everybody's talking about. Let's say it started right. off as a sentiment, right? And enough people, when they put their collective faith into something or their collective energies into something, it can manifest a specific being or a specific entity or some kind of energy that now collates and exists in a higher plane of existence. You know, once enough people derive right. that thought of it. It was manifested somewhere out there that we probably don't know. And now there is some, maybe it's more than just a being. Maybe it's a whole nebula. It's just there. You know, we don't know if it's ethereal, regular real. We don't really know. We don't know. But to think that if enough people get behind a specific idea, that they can change the outcome of that idea, why wouldn't this fall through the same rules? Right. Right. And see, this is truly, and, and, I, and I like what, what Dennis said with the higher power is God, and, you know, who is the loving and not, not punishing, but just, that's just for me. And that's, that sums up what I try to, to teach people. And I, and I, and they know everybody at this conference coming up this weekend are, are pretty much the same. It's in, in, and uh, Neil said it best yesterday and we don't have that on air. And it, when Omar gets done editing that, he'll play some of that, but Neil said it, it's, it's the experience. And I say this all the time. People ask me as a minister, you know, do you believe that Jesus Christ lived? And I tell them that's not important. It's not important at all whether Jesus lived. What's important is somebody decided to write a story and whether that's a true story or not, isn't important. It's the message that is being delivered to you. That is important, not the actual physical person. So that's, I say the same thing about God. And this is where I think Kevin's mindset is, is it doesn't really matter. We shouldn't be contemplating if there is a God. We should be contemplating the God in me. I'm a God. We should be contemplating our experience and trying to better ourselves for the sake of bettering the one whole, all of us on this planet as a species, and then bettering things for our children. So that they can do the same thing and better this place for their children. We shouldn't be focusing on and fighting over whether there's some far distant fat old man with long hair sitting on a throne somewhere in control of shit, lobbing, lobbing things to destroy a city because he believes that everybody in that city was wicked. Right. I don't believe that that's that. that should we, we shouldn't even be talking about that. That's like tell, going to tell a five year old that story. We don't need to be right. discussing that. That's that right. doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. None of that's important. Everything that is important is the only thing that's important is love. That's what's important. Love and life or life and love. It depends on how you want to look at it. You know, the chicken and the egg, right? I love those right. commercials, by the way, the new ones. It's not a matter of chicken or egg. It's a matter of which one has peanut butter. Duh. The recent right. commercial. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, here's, here's, another, here's another thing to look at, too, right? Go Let's ahead. look at back at ancient Greece and ancient Rome. That was the age of heroes. Yes, there were gods that people prayed to. But it was the heroes that ultimately had the effect, men who were of some moral presence, to make the changes that were needed to facilitate society staying either the way it was or changing for the better. They followed the heroes. 
the heroes were the ones that came to mind. Achilles, Hercules, those types of people, because those yeah. stories were told via myth, yes, and maybe they were some kind of form of demigod, whatever the case may be. But these were the right. people that probably existed, and they did something fantastic, which it basically led to you know, Perseus doing what supposedly he did because of the stories of Hercules and things like that. Like, you right. know, the, it compounded sus people in society to be that change, yeah, to, to follow their heroes. And, to and right. you know, you, they, they, they used to pray to gods, you know, Athena and Ares, but they wanted to be like Hercules. Like, you know, I could keep going like Achilles. They wanted to be those people. They never thought to themselves, I want to be yeah. those gods. Right. And we be well, those that, heroes for the next generation. It, right. Well, and that's kind of what we what we should be looking at, to be honest with you, right? We should be looking at. And then near, you know, here's here's what what Desi said, right? You know, uh with you know, doing to others. Absolutely. I was trying to link just now. It's not working. I don't know why. I was trying to link the the link for the tickets. Um, if you have that, Rob, can you find that and put that in the chat for people to look at? I just grabbed yeah, it off of it. the thing and it's not working properly. Um, so I, I agree with that. I think that that everything that we should do is is looking into that. And and this weekend with the uh, uh forgery unmasked, they're going to be doing that. Thank you, Rob. Um, for some mm -hmm. reason, I copied the exact same thing you just put up there, and it, for some reason, it didn't work right. <laughs> I must have left off a digit at the end or something, right? Uh, or forgot the www. No, I got it all on there. No, it is slightly different. The, I had a one at the end of mine, and you don't. Oh. The the ticket, the number, yeah. So the link I had was wrong. It went nine eight one, and yours just goes nine eight three nine eight. So that I had a one added onto it. Maybe I accidentally did that. Okay, so so if you look at the stuff that we're we're talking about in this summit this weekend this this entire event saturday sunday and monday is all of that it's the culmination of everything that we've talked about here for the last hour and 10 minutes and everything that we always talk about so if you look at anything that rob's ever talked about right yes and that's what we're talking about Desi was she said so many let me put it on the screen for everybody to see i'll read it for the people on the mp3 file version that don't get to see this so many similarities between religions and spiritualism yes and i am i'm actually a um, i don't know if you know that because i don't know if i don't recognize your name but i'm actually a minister i'm a, a christian minister and i was also knighted by the roman catholic church so i'm also a minister in the roman catholic church but can't take the title of a father because you have to go to their seminary so i didn't but i got i got my credentials from the universal life church in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So I can be a, you know, I could be a padre, I could be a minister, I could be a reverend, whatever title I want for whichever religion. Uh, and and I've I've done this is what I've done in my life is I talk about and and uh, I'm going to probably do that at some point do a comparative. I've done this on my show a comparative religion, spiritualism and religion. Spiritualism is I think really the way people need to go, but I don't tell anybody because you have total free will. Because if you go to if you go to a church. Uh, you know, the Orthodox religions, they're going to only feed you what they want you to know. Okay. And here comes Omar's coming in. Although it says it's not connected. So he's got to, he's got to turn on his mic and stuff. Um, well, so right, I got I to run you. in a couple of minutes. So that's good. He's coming on. I didn't want to leave okay, you hanging So it's perfect yourself. for him to come on. So they, they have to, they, the universe you lines they up. want you to hear. Right. And, and so you don't get to learn anything outside of their curriculum. And then if you're into more spiritualism, you have to take uh, a responsibility for yourself at that point. So you have to go and look. Right. That's the, that's authority for you. Right. So you have to go and look 
for uh, for the stuff yourself, and therefore it becomes more personal. And I and, and truly, I believe, and Jesus said this, and and uh, Muhammad said this, and you know, Mao said this. And, you know, the, these people in history and all these religions said that it's the personal journey. It's within you. It's when it becomes a money making machine that they turn it into the the system of of caste of the upper class being in charge and you being the peasant once again. And you only get to know what they get to tell you, but you have to pay the money for it. So that's why I don't that's why I don't agree with uh, organized religion, but it works for those who need that and feel that they need that. So I don't try to discourage anyone from doing that because you truly have to choose your own path and you'll find yourself where you need to be uh, when you need to be there. And it's not really important. The journey itself is more important than the way there. Well, that gets back to yeah, everything I don't know what we were just saying. Must be having problems. Well, that, that gets back to what this yeah, you know, forgery on mass is about is the experience. This is so filled with so many different experiences right. that you can't go yeah. wrong. I mean, you've got so many different right. dialectics of, of, of uh, versatile experiences that are just, it's going to be mind blowing, you know? It, it's going to be mind blowing. This is and uh, Jesse said, she said mind. Uh, our souls are recycled and people have been brainwashed. I said, yes, absolutely, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And who, yeah, who gets the money? Kevin says. Who who gets the money for? We put that up on the screen so you guys can see what the Kevin Vatican. Said. Who gets the money for all the Bibles they sell? That's right, right. It goes into their coffers for the churches, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, uh, Desi, that's what we're talking about here. I mean, the, the whole truth of this weekend and what the weekend is about, this forgery uh, unmasked, is the culmination of of all of our shows, Rob shows, my shows, Omar shows, and he's trying to get in here, but he's having an issue trying to get in. Rob, why don't you see if you can message him and find out what's going on? It says his device is not uh, connected, so I can't bring him into the studio. Uh, and Omar's putting this on. Well, Watchers Talk is, is Omar's uh, is Omar's group. He's putting this on because he's having problems getting in here. Uh, so so, the, so the, what they've done is they've taken that information from us. That's exactly what they brainwash us into believing that they're the ones who know and can interpret the Bible the pr proper way, and then yours just to follow them. And so they feed you like a they treat you like a, a mushroom. They keep you in the dark and feed you full of shit, right? And and everybody follows that. All the Christian religions follow the curriculum. And so there's a three to five year, depending on which one you can you want to choose, three to five year curriculum. I have I don't have the Bible here. I would show you the book um, that we that we clergy get that you guys don't get to see and that you guys don't get in your pews. And you can't find it when you go and buy it in the store unless you get a copy of one of ours. And and um, they they use that on purpose because they they teach you what they want to teach you last september was relationships september and october of last year that's i think year two in the in the curriculum it might be year three it's been a while since i looked at it you guys don't know about that because you don't pay attention to it okay and and that's what they do but they only teach you that's just like going to school you're taught a curriculum that was set down for the teacher to teach and that's it. So it's only the information that somebody decided that was going to be in there. And that's why I see where Kevin was talking about, you know, about, well, that's, you know, that's the authority. And, and he doesn't like that either. Right. So they did that on purpose to keep you from knowing, first of all, you had free will. Secondly, psychic abilities and those sort of things is not the devil and it's not evil. And it's OK. They took all of that away from us. So they brainwashed us because in there is knowledge, first of all, first and foremost. Secondly, in there is the knowledge that this is a matrix and we control it. We, as a collective mind, can make anything happen that we want. So if that's taken away from uh, from us, then only the bad people have the authority, and they make up what is to be. 
and they can, they try to convince us that we're slaves and that we we're created by a slave, uh, a UFO slave group or them. And there are slave masters. Shut up. Do what you're supposed to do. Slave. That's what's been happening on this planet since the dawn of time. Okay. And that's why, like Rob was saying, that spiritualism is on an all time low because they're getting, trying to get rid of that completely. Oh, right. Yeah. Once they get rid of that, oh, yeah. they can slip right into a totalitarian, uh, you know, socialistic and then communistic ideology. And that's what they're working on all over the planet right now. So it's they important for us masters. to do these conferences. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. Buddy. No, they, they become the masters. So once they become the masters, it's all hope is lost. And without without any kind of hope or faith or, you know, people vying to get to that next stage or that, you know. That, that next level and putting yourself out there to get that far and doing the work to get there, you know, that's when we're, I, I'm only going to be lost when I consider myself lost. You know what I mean? That's the only time we're going to lose right. is when we consider right. ourselves defeated. So ultimately that will never happen because I'll get yeah. my last breath to make sure that that never happens. But at the same time, they are, Agreed. they're right. funnel, Agreed. they're funneling to a focal point where they can step on it and crush it. And blink it out in the, in, in the you know, in, in one last breath, which is it's going to be it's going right? to be you and know that, trying that's times. What they're trying to do. Right. Trying that's exactly right. Omar. Kevin said, "Once you give up your own authority, you're beat." That's exactly right. It's exactly right, and you know, it, it's it's if they keep putting the same things throughout history for people to find from the beginning to right now and we neglect to find them then we're ultimately not doing our our due diligence and we're not you know we're not doing the right thing for humanity or ourselves we need to find those focal right. points where they put these types of changes in which is what research is doing you know we're finding these spots where we need to excel because before we were deficient and now we're learning and, you know, we're all forever students. But once we hit these focal points and we start combining all this knowledge, it's really going to put us in a different level. And we're going to we're going to be out in the stratosphere, you know. Right. Agreed. I mean, that's the truth of it. You know, and, and see, that's why we do these things. And that's why, like, this conference is coming up this weekend. That's what the whole thing is about is literally learning all of that stuff that's in fact what my show was about my my the name of my show orion rising is literally about that it means uh two things you know i did, I did the, I wrote my book the same way it is us starting to wake up and learn what it is and who we are and what our place is in the universe what by looking at the past we find that the past is pointing us in several directions and we find that there's not very many it's not like they're the past is pointing us in a hundred directions and making things confusing the past is pointing us in like four or five or six directions and every time you look at those things it's not just one place on the earth it's all over the planet there are there are themes like we talked about earlier with the with the jesus christ phenomenon has happened at least seven times and i suspect 12 and the reason i suspect 12 has to do with the the 12 coming up everywhere including the 12 apostles and the you know all of the all the things in the bible that are 12 this we have 12 months in a year right we have everything about the clock face 12 hours in a day 24 hours in a day two times 12 right and so all of that has to do with the three the six the nine energy three plus three plus three plus three equals 12 three plus three because six 
Three, six plus three is nine. Nine plus three is twelve. That has to do with sacred geometry, the Boluvian man, and the and the literally the the Taurus, the energy of this earth itself, as above, so below. Wrongly said, because it should be uh, as below, so above. And you know, there was only one other person that I heard say that. And it was the band Tool. And if you go back and listen to it, I wish Neil was here because Neil, like me, is a lover of the band Tool. I'm gonna have to get the video and put it on my on my page. But literally. Uh, one of the songs by Tool is the Fibonacci sequence. So literally the music is done to the Fibonacci sequence with no no music, then a tone, then a tone and a tone, and then a tone plus a tone, and then three tones plus two tones because that's a Fibonacci sequence. One, one, and then one plus one is two, then two plus one is three, then three plus two is five, then five plus three is eight. That's the Fibonacci sequence. And the, the, when he sings, it's the same way. So the entire song is done in the resonance of the golden mean ratio, the Fibonacci sequence, on purpose. And he sings in there. And one of the part of the chorus, he says, as below, so above. Right. I think right. Omar's here. I think he, he said he's in. in. I don't see his face, but yeah. So his camera's not on, but he's in. Okay, good. Welcome. Hold on. What's going on, guys? What's going yeah, on, I Omar? Couldn't, I couldn't really bring you in because you didn't have a mic on or anything. I was like, Quit, Omar, are you coming? Dude, what's going on, buddy? I see you stuck there. So Omar, who is the, the creator of Watchers Talk, has now entered the building, entered the That's chat room. I'm actually oh, going to I'm gonna have to run because I, okay. you know, I said I could only do it till 10, but we went a little over. I wanted Omar to come on. But, right. you know, everybody, please, I put the uh, link for the tickets in the comments. The conference is this weekend. And we have 28 speakers, well worth it. You know, this is going to be one of the most fantastic things you've ever seen. It's got so many different subjects. The energy is going to be phenomenal. There's so many different meditations and things like that to uplift your spirits before we even start talking about what the truths and facts are. But everybody, I can't wait to see you all there. You can find me at Full Spectrum Universe on Facebook, Full Spectrum Universe on uh, YouTube, Rumble, um, Gab, we're uh geez we're on stereo we're also on uh twitter we're on uh telegram i mean i am are, like you, I on, said, are you on bit shoot yet oh of course of course you can find us a bit shoot too everything full spectrum universe <laughs> so i want to thank leonard for having me on tonight omar it was good to see you right before i got a run but gentlemen i give you all the floor and i hope you all have a good night thank you thank Thanks, you Rob, really night. appreciate it brother so Omar, we had Greg on for a while, and then his computer went down and kicked him off. He was, you know, sitting there uh, talking, and he literally was, as I was talking, he, all of a sudden he's he's looking at his camera, and his camera went warmed in and out, went dark, and he was like, "What the heck is this?" And he reaches up. It was so funny. It was like a, a movie or a commercial. He reaches up like he was going to touch something, and went. Pfft. Oh no! <laughs> and he went off, and then he texted me, "Dude, my computer just died, bro. I'm so sorry." And I was like, "That's all right. You were on here for like 45 minutes. It's all good." Uh, I said, if you can get back in on the phone, come back in. If not, don't worry about it. He's like, oh, dude, it's a new computer. I'm tripping. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, that. Ah, that's fine. Okay, so, guys, this is uh, – Omar, you can't see his face over here. Are you trying to share a screen or you have the video to share? Yeah, I got a, I got a video to share. That, uh, All right, video let me pull this me down to, then. Uh, play. I'm just having uh, some computer issues here as well. Everybody, I was too, buddy. So, yeah. that's funny. So uh, when you get it ready to go, let me know, and I'll, I'll pop it up on the screen and go full screen with it so people can watch it. So Omar is here, and Watchers Talk is putting on this this uh, three-day event uh, this weekend, and Rob posted it in there twice in the chat. 
I tried it once, but I had a link that had a one at the end of the, it went three, nine, eight, one. So it didn't paint. So I'm not sure what was going on with that. So I had Rob put it up there and it's going to be 28, 28 speakers from around the world. Half of which have been on ancient aliens all of which have been on the uh, out at uh, out at uh, uh, Joshua Tree at the Alien Cons and all the and then working with uh, a portal to ascension in in their research and, and their meditations. So not everybody did all of those, but all of those twenty eight speakers that are going to be there this weekend are all of that. And then we have you know uh, eight MCs from all over the planet as well, and we're going to be in there running the, the things and introducing people. And Omar is going to be interviewing, I think, a couple people, and Rob's going to be interviewing a couple people. Uh, you know, it's going to be just incredible, insane amount of crazy, cool stuff. And like Greg said, and like Rob said, the talent is so much and so good that even us, and we talked about Omar's experience and Rob's experience with the, with the sound bowls and uh, that even we, uh, you know, are like fans. We sit here and listen to these people speak and we're in a trance listening to what they have to say. And we're learning the stuff and they take us on a journey that is going to be bigger than I think any event so far because of the, the vast amount of, of stuff that we cover. Right. Um, so Omar couldn't get in earlier. He was in traffic and having a hard time getting in and his computer was tripping. It seems like everybody's was tonight. Just, you know what? They're trying to keep us off air, bro. It's the algorithm. Right. So, <laughs> so, uh, go ahead, buddy. Since I've been, I've been on here for an hour and a half talking, you go ahead and talk so I can sit here and drink. Yeah. Coffee. You know, the, uh, the 28 speakers that we have on, um, you know, nearly two thirds of, of them have been on, uh, the ancient aliens, uh, cast and, uh, you know, speaking of events and such, uh, Brad Olson uh, this weekend was at the uh, 5D uh, convention down in Las Vegas, along with, uh, I believe, Michael Cremo mm -hmm. and uh, a couple other people from our conference. And, uh, you know, they're hanging around talking about us and talking about, uh, you know, conscious stuff and uh, the things that they talk about and uh, out exploring and trying to find out who we are, what we are. So, uh, you know, it's pretty cool as well, because I was uh, an Ancient Aliens fan a bunch of years ago when they first started and never really, you know, imagined in my mind that, uh, you know, just a few short years later, I will, uh, you know, be working with them and, uh, you know, right. closely on a daily basis working with these guys and, you know, trying to get the word out and trying to get their information out and also trying to learn uh, you know, what they have to say. Like, I'm just reading, uh, you know, Brad Olson's latest book. And uh, wow, man, what a what an eye-opener it is. Uh, yeah. You know, after a while, videos just don't suffice anymore, right? Uh, right. You know, because you've seen them and, you know, again and again and again, especially when, you know, when we're in a position that we're in, where we get to, uh, you know, speak with these guys on a regular basis, yeah. uh, work with them. And, uh, you know, so eventually... You know, you gotta start reading their books, and uh, and then when you read their books, it's like it just opens up a whole new world yeah. and a whole new chapter of things to do, right? Because before you're like talking about one particular thing because you saw them on Ancient Aliens talking about it, so you know, like fans, it's like, oh wow, I want to talk to them about that, right? But once you read their books, and it's like, holy shit, you know, they have a plethora of information that I didn't have any idea about. So you know, you yeah. begin to explore those, and then that's what we're doing now. Uh, with uh, with Brad and Michael Cremo and John Shaughnessy and uh, you know here let me pull up the you know cast there's just so many people yeah, yeah, that, that. Um, 
you know, I'm uh, having a hard time keeping track on. We were too. I was doing the same thing. Who, yeah. The three of us were on. We were able to throw out most of the names. I said, I wish Omar was here because he would pull up the list of people and we could put it on the screen for you. So that's why I'm glad that you are here. So you can put that up for everybody. That, and those people who didn't wait this long, and I guess they're just going to be, um, you know, out of it and not get to see it. But. You know, yeah, right. guys, and the, and the truth is that it's it is like that. And I've noticed the same thing when I've gotten to interview these people for my show or just to talk to them because I happen to end up where they were in a chat room or something. And you know, you find out like Omar said that they 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 have like they know all the same stuff, right? You you wonder about some you know because they are always talking about one particular thing and you and you don't know that that relates or if they know that. And then when you talk to them, you find out they know they know all that too. And you just go, wow, okay. So that's it's very validating for for some of us who who you know when we get to see them and find them, and the next thing you know, we're working like Omar said with them and talking to them uh, on a social level instead of just hearing the tidbits that they chop up and put on, say, Ancient Aliens or or some other show, right? Yeah, so Rob said, I'm still listening. He just can't be on anymore, right? Yeah, I think it gets to that point at night when his last night we were laughing about that. He was typing in the chat that his woman was going to crush his. Um, his um, pills, his, his mommy, daddy pills, if he kept talking loud. So, <laughs> so, so Rob's in the audience now instead of up here talking. He's, he's in the chat, talking in the hey, chat. Rob, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Yep, yep, yep. That's funny right there. I don't care who you okay, are. Okay, so uh, let, me, uh, let me run down the list here uh, really, uh, really quickly for you. Yeah, please. Um, okay, so uh, unfortunately, uh, we were going to have uh, Emily Craig uh, – talk about uh, secret space disclosure and uh, things like that. But uh, she had a heart attack a couple of weeks ago. And, <laughs> uh, and I don't think she's going to be, uh, you know, healthy enough to be uh, presenting. But fortunately, uh, you know, a friend of ours, Neil Gore, stepped in and uh, he's going to do, uh, you know, ancient civilizations and mythologies, mythologies and such for about a half hour. And yep. then uh, all of us, uh, you know, MCs and that are going to be in the studio are going to jump in and uh, talk about that and then how it's connected to uh, the ancient astronaut theory. Really, this entire event is, you know, really uh, a grand ancient astronaut theory convention. Uh, it's pretty much what this is. Uh, and then we got uh, a lady by the name of Terry Vincent, who is a uh, nutritionist and a dietitian and uh, also uh, a yoga practitioner and a teacher and uh, she's going to come on and uh, she's going to talk about nutrition diet and uh, yoga and exercise and how to clean our chakras and how to keep them uh, working at a uh, peak efficiency so that one should be good and then uh, we have another girl by the name of leah capitelli uh, leah capitelli is going to be on day one and leah's story is really amazing she uh, you know has uh uh, memory of her uh, previous life and uh, in her previous life she was an Atlantean so uh, she's going to be talking about her previous life and her experiences that she recalls as an Atlantean and then after that we've got uh, George Mitrovic. Uh, George Mitrovic is uh, you know he's written well over 50 books uh, on many many different subjects but on this we're one, talking about him earlier too yeah go ahead yeah, we'll be talking about uh, cryptozoology, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, you know the Yeti, uh, Sasquatch, uh, you know just uh, creatures like that, right? Uh, the hominoids that we think exist, but uh, you know don't have any real physical evidence of them. But George, uh, you know, has really good ideas about uh, what uh, these things could be, 
uh, we've interviewed him before and uh, you know he's uh, you know he thinks that uh, they're fifth dimensional beings that uh, phase in and out and have the ability to uh, you know interact uh, with this uh, uh, dimension the fourth dimension that we occupy so that's going to be a really good um, you know interview and then uh, after that we got Neil Gore who's going to be talking about uh, you know dimensions black holes and uh, again, he's probably going to touch on uh, the Yeti and the Bigfoot and the Sasquatch and the Kraken. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then uh, after that, we've got a uh, gentleman by the name of uh, Robert Morningstar. Uh, Robert Morningstar has been uh, investigating. Uh, he's an investigative journalist to begin with, and uh, he's been investigating UFOs and flying saucers. Uh, since about the mid-1950s, and he's going to be on with uh, Stephen Erdman, and both of those guys combined, uh, they have well over 110, 120 years worth of uh, experience uh, investigating UFOs, and these guys have written many, many, many articles. Uh, uh, Robert's uh, website is called uh, UFO Digest, and uh, you know they uh, pretty much talk about everything uh, UFO. Then right. after that, we've got uh, now these are just in random orders, right? Uh, you know, I didn't I'm not taking these off like on uh, which days people are speaking, but uh, I'll try to explain that as well. So Terry Vincent's going to be day three. Leah Capitelli is day one. George Mitrovic is day three. Uh, Neil Gore is going to be day two and day three. And uh, Robert Morningstar is going to be day three. And then we got Rodney McGillivray. He is a uh, 32 degree Mason. Uh, he was just knighted as a Templar and uh, just also written a book on uh, alchemy, uh, which is being sent off uh, to Switzerland uh, to their headquarters so that uh, it can be studied by uh, students over there. So that's going to be a fantastic uh, lecture that he's going to give. And that's going to be on day two. And also Rodney plays uh, conscious music and ambient music so part of our music theme for uh, day one day two and day three uh rodney's going to also perform some conscious music and uh, we're going to lead some meditations so that we can uh you know really digest uh what we're learning from all the speakers that are going to be uh you know presenting and interviewing and then after that, we've got uh, Agi Nost. Agi Nost is a uh, you know a media personality. Uh, you know he's uh, made documentaries. Uh, you know he's uh, investigated UFOs, diets, uh, what have you. This guy is uh, you know really good. He's been around many many years. He's uh, investigated and researched many different topics. And in this particular summit on uh, day three, he's going to be talking about reverse aging and uh you know how it can benefit us and also it's going to be discussing the three doctors uh kind of forgot their names off my head but uh they won a nobel peace prize uh back in uh 2009 in medicine for uh discovering uh you know like a limb code or something like that that is uh, uh part of our dna strand that dictates on uh, how long we live <clears throat> oh nice now, i wasn't aware of that i mean i know that it's the um it's in our um, RNA. It's in the R. Oh, don't quote me on the number. It's an R cell, an R gene. I was looking into that because of Dr. Sinclair, and I think he might be one of those doctors you're referring to. Pardon me. Uh, that they were the ones who uh, discovered uh, resveratrol, and the government took it from them, of course, and it went dark. Uh, but they they discovered that um, that you can extend your your life, but with different chemicals that it changes your um, DNA in that in that cell structure you're talking about that she mm -hmm. was part of. So I think she's part of that team that was at MIT 
uh, that discovered yeah, that because yeah. they all they won a Peace Prize, Nobel Peace yeah, Prize. I believe so. I th- yeah, one of them is from MIT. Another one is from the University of San Francisco. Yeah, and, so it would have been St. Clair uh, from MIT because he's still there. He has tenure. Yeah, MIT. Yeah. And then there's the other one. I think it's like the University of Boston, Massachusetts or yeah. something like that. I, yeah. I, I forget off the top of my head. I've just got so much information coming in for the last right. few days that uh, you know I'm having a you know, being bombarded with it, right? Uh, well, yeah, bombarded. I mean, come on, bro. It's a lot of information to disseminate, yeah. you know what I mean? And especially when you're dealing with all this stuff, putting this stuff together with 28 speakers, and then you have all of their knowledge of all their stuff, and you got to line it up and work it out, and who's going to go when, and how do you get it to link up with everything? You're going to be brain dead by the time the show starts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's when the real fun starts. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, so after uh, Aginast on day three, we have uh, a lady by the name of Nori Love. Uh, She's a hypnotist and a Reiki master, and uh, she's going to come on day three, and uh, she's going to have actually, uh, what's his name, Uh, Greg is going to be interviewing her. Yeah. And uh, Greg is, uh, you know, it's a very strong suit in uh, hypnotism, and I believe he's, uh, you know, a hypnotist himself. So, uh, you know, yeah, he was talking about that because I was talking earlier in the show when I, we first started and I went on uh, about some stuff and, and then uh, and then tossed it to him. And he was like, whoa, he was like the He's like, you actually had me hypnotized. He says your voice with the tone and what you were doing, he says. And then he was talking about Rob, too, and you that we we are we command the crowd to raise their vibration just by mm-hmm. being listening to our words and he was like being a hypnotist and he says wow he says and it, the, he was just tripping in awe that that he says it's just a way that you guys speak i said you do it too you just don't realize it yeah <laughs> coming out of your voice but you do it too you hit that tone because it comes from the heart <laughs> we're speaking from truism not from a place of lying and because of that our voice resonates and people see that and they feel it. And so it gets into you. And he was talking about that whole thing of, of how it kind of hypnotizes you and, and you, and it makes you raise your, uh, your vibration. And that this whole weekend is, is packed with 28 people that Omar's just now talking about that will do the same thing to you because he's heard these people speak before. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. So after, uh, here, let me uh, actually come over here and I will, uh, I was sharing one screen, but I think I'll share another screen. And then that way we can. Uh... Oh, it says stop. Sharing. And I agree. Angie says the ascension, right? 5D. Absolutely. And that's and that's what we're shooting for with. I'm putting that up on the screen for for those of you who are on the MP3 file. You guys can't see it. So I was reading it to you. Uh, Angie said that. Uh, and. Uh, the, that's what we're shooting for. Ultimately, we talked about this earlier, and everybody there at this the community that's doing this entire weekend, this this event uh, on this weekend, it literally we're all shooting for the same thing: raise the vibration of of everyone. And I try to do that in all my shows, even when I'm talking politics. If, on the base, if you just listen to it, you might think that you know you, I'm going to trigger you one way or the other. Uh, you're, if you're a Democrat, I'm, you're going to think I'm the enemy. I'm a Republican. If you're a Republican, you're going to think I'm an enemy, a Democrat, because I'm neither. I'm I'm a centrist. I'm a independent. I'm not even independent. I'm no party affiliation. I would be really a little bit more towards the libertarian side of thinking uh, about liberties, but I'm, I don't even associate with them. I think for myself. And so I'm no party affiliation. And I tell it like it is, and I call out both sides. I don't defend either side, um, except for sometimes when I think there's talking points that are that are crap. 
And I, and by doing that, I'm trying to raise the vibration. And, and then when I talk on my spiritual show that I do on Friday nights, um, that is all hundred percent that, and everything that we do and every Omar show that every, that he's done. If you, if you actually come into it with the idea of, uh, is there a message that Omar's trying to, to give me, or is he just an interviewer? You're going to find that he has a mission. He has a message behind who he has there and why he has that person on his show. We don't do these things on accident. It's not random. If you look at this lineup, I'm about to put it on the screen, I believe, because isn't that what you have up right now, Omar, for me to put on the screen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to put this up on the screen, and then we'll go full screen there so you guys can take a look at that. Let me get these banners out of the way here so they're not blocking your vision either. Okay, so you guys pull that up, and you can can pull that up and and zoom in on that uh, because it's full screen now. Uh, and I don't know if you need to zoom in on it or, or anything, if you can do that, Omar. But um, you guys will see that these people, they're not random. It's not a random thing. Even when you think it's random, um, I bet if you ask Omar, when you were setting this up and putting all these people on here, did you have this whole thing in mind or did it just kind of fall into place? I'll guarantee you that he had a little bit in mind and then it all fell into place. It's because the universe wants this thing to happen this weekend, do you see, for a positive gain. Right. It's not just Romar. It's not just me. It's not just, uh, you know, Rob and Greg and and Augie who couldn't be here and and other people. That's just it is all of us combined with the collective consciousness and the good in everyone. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, there's a, uh, you know, reason and rhyme uh, behind every single one of these people. Uh, You know, they just weren't uh, randomly just uh chosen you know you won the lottery to be on watchers talk <laughs> right yeah yeah not even yeah not even right so yeah no there's uh, there's great great shows for great conversations and food for thought absolutely uh and if you look at that that panel of people that are up there and then, and then desi says who <laughs> so if, if you look at the these people that are up there some of the names you may know some of the names you may not know you know, some of these people that are up there, you may take a look at and say, oh, yeah, I know that one. I know this one, but I don't know this one. Or I don't know that one, you know, and that's and that's OK. Right. But, you know, if you if you go and look them up, you're going to find that more than likely you're going to want to be a part of this this uh, show and, and, and go and sit there and watch these guys. And, you know, just like we said, with working with Neil and I'm sure Omar wasn't in the he wasn't in the studio at the time. Uh, so but I'm sure he'll corroborate this story. It, you know, working with Neil and doing what we were doing. um, uh, we we were just there to assist and or I you know one event I was speaking and then I didn't I could stay if I wanted you find yourself glued sitting there for the entire episode each day because the the it's everything that they talk about is so compelling and there's so much energy that they uplift you with that and ring out and unpack so many different perspectives of everything that you end up just sitting there going, I, I can't take off and go do something. I need to hear what they're saying. Right. Am I right, Omar? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I get glued every time I go to events, uh, you know, especially when I go to uh, our alien ancestry or, uh, you know, some of Neil's events. Uh, you know, I say to myself, OK, I'm just going to watch these couple of people. Then I got to go. But then, you know, they start talking sense, right? And uh, <laughs> they start making sense, and then, right? <laughs> yeah, and then you get stuck there, and then you pull out your pencil and pad of paper and start taking notes. And next thing you know, it's like five hours later, six hours later, three, four speakers later, and you're like, "Oh, where'd the time go? Where'd the time go? <laughs> Absolutely, right?" Okay, so on with the list here. Um, let me pull it up here again. So yep. we were 
stopped off with uh, Nori Love. She's going to be doing uh, Hypnotism and uh, Reiki. And then after that, on day three, I also have a gentleman by the name of Neil Holland. Uh, Neil Holland has written, uh, he's from Vancouver Island, uh, a real uh, you know hotspot for uh, UFOs and uh, abductions and stuff. And uh, he's written a few books uh, called uh, uh, Sam something or other. I got them on my shelf. I just got them. I have to read them. Uh, anyways, uh, they're about, uh, you know, they're a fiction book, but uh, they're based on uh, true events. Uh, these are about the stories that he heard as he was growing up about, uh, you know, UFOs being spotted on uh, on the island, people going missing. Uh, you know, the Sasquatch, I believe he talks about, uh, that's uh, renowned across uh, Vancouver Island. Uh, that uh, takes people. Uh, so that's going to be a really interesting one as well. And uh, speaking of consciousness, on uh, day three as well, we got a gentleman by the name of Marlon Cox. Uh, Marlon has had uh, three near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences. So we're going to be, uh, you know, talking to him about that and then see what's on the other side and, uh, you know, what he saw. And every time he had his, uh, you know, near-death experience, he was told it's not time yet. And uh, they uh, send him right back. Right. And so, uh, you know, he's a wanderer. Uh, he's got, uh, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of work to do. And that's one of the reasons why he keeps getting uh, sent back is because he answered the call. And uh, and then it's not time for him. Right. So it's not his time yet. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. Now, speaking so, I, wanted of, to, uh, I wanted to point out Virginia had said, you know, we tried different foods and different spices. I'm reading this for the MP3 file. People, you can't see it on your screen. But those of you who have the MP4 file version you're watching, you can see it. Because we want to mix things up a bit, so so why try? Why not try listening to someone else's experiences and make up make up a bit? Step outside your comfort zone and remove yourself from your box. It's just I thank you all for for doing these shows, and that's exactly it. Because uh, you know, like we talked about last night, it was off air, and Omar is going to be uh, putting that edit that stuff together and put it out at some point from, and he won't get most of us because most of we are laughing and joking and, and drinking and smoking, <laughs> right? Stuff you guys don't want to see. And I even say that at one point, most of what went on here tonight, you'll never see. I actually said, <laughs> so, but you know, we, we talked about that. The truth is that, and, and I talked about this with Virginia, as a matter of fact, too, that she had said this, you know, and I was like, right, I agree that the truth is in life, we we see, we get caught up in all the distractions. Everything's a distraction to keep you from being spiritual. And when you start to realize that, you realize that all of that is trivial, and the experience is the important thing. You know, when people say "stop and smell the roses" or "live your life," the truth is to live in the now, be in the now. And I don't mean like throw caution to the wind and, and act like you're a teenager running helter skelter, but be be here and, and conscious and aware of what's happening to you and actually experience it. Because you know what? You'll find that life's fun, right? <laughs> Life is fun, right? Yeah, they're always, uh, uh, Desi says, they're always look over here, look over there, look over here, right? And that's the <laughs> truth of it. Yeah. That's what they want you to do. They want you to, to, to be distracted and not see what they're actually trying to do to you or what's really going on or just all in and of it, all of itself, stay away from being spiritual because you I want you to look at this and look at that. Oh, look, here's a here's something to see over there. Look, is that a butterfly? They do that on purpose to keep the status quo. And that's what this is all about. You know, the only way that we're all going to grow as a as a as a species or as an individual is to learn that there's this, these distractions. Everything's a distraction. The beauty of it is that we all are starting to realize that. You know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when I was a kid, I thought I was by myself, man. I didn't think anybody got it. 
And I thought, why is, you know, I felt like, why am I in this, like in the middle of a desert? I don't understand. Why is it so simple for me? Why does nobody see it? The older I've gotten with the advent of the internet, I have found that even though you can look at the internet and say the devil is in the internet because the devil is, right? But there's in everything, there's inherently both sides to everything. So they, they try to break us and silence us. But by doing that, they're making people wonder why. And people are starting to come and find people like us because they're going, why are that? Why don't let you want, they don't want you to be out there to talk to us. Why? And that's when they, that's when you break your conditioning. The first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. Questioning something then leads you to knowledge. And that's what they're trying to keep from you is knowledge. That's right. Descent leads to knowledge. Yeah. It is, uh, you know, what I've discovered is uh, yeah. we've been kept in this artificial state of amnesia for you know several thousand years now right and uh and and it's time now to uh you know to let go of that cubicle thinking and uh and and try to you know ascend our own vibrational distortion because you see in order to you know look inwards it takes you outwards and then when you look outwards it brings you to the inwards Right. You're not going to understand who you are until you begin to understand what you are. Yep. And when you begin to discover what you are, then you begin to discover what you are on the inside. You know, so we joke around before. Right. It's, you know, let's go and, uh, you know, research UFOs and aliens and now go and meditate. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Aliens, aliens, aliens. Go meditate. Yeah. And this is, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty much in that position now where everyone uh, over the last several years has been, uh, you know, everyone starts off with ancient aliens, right? Uh, and after a while, uh, you know, ancient aliens, you know, however good of a show it is, uh, it just doesn't suffice anymore. And because they've opened up so many, uh, you know, rabbit holes and cans of worms and that there's more questions to be answered than, and even more questions to be asked than what they can cover in their weekly one hour show. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where, you know, I'm trying to fill that void where you're trying to fill that void. Rob is, uh, you know, Neil is, everyone that we work with closely, we're all trying to fill that one void of asking those questions and uh, and then trying to get the answers and then getting these guys that cast on these TV shows to come on and, uh, and talk to us in further detail because we know that on, uh, you know, these TV shows, they're only giving you like a one-minute soundbite, 30-second soundbite of... Uh, what they were actually talking about so it really doesn't cover it so really that's my uh that's my intention uh behind this uh behind this whole thing and also we have to keep in mind is that 2012 wasn't really all that long ago and uh 2012 was the end of a vedic age uh you know it was the end of the kali yuga and uh and then now we are going beyond that and now we're going into a bronze age and uh you know our golden bronze age where we're beginning to ask questions and beginning to understand and beginning to realize that everything that we've been taught is a lie and we need to unlearn everything in order for us to relearn. And this is really like going to university and, uh, you know, filling that gap of what you unlearned so that you can replace it with uh, new information. So now speaking well, you of, know, um, well, you know, I actually I touched on that earlier and it's funny because uh, Angie and I think it was Angie, let me look here. It was Angie brought up something about the Tesla, and I want to I want to hit on that. That um, you know that that 
they, they like he was saying they, they changed the, the narrative so that up is down and down is up and the perfect example of that is the as above so below and angie says you know what do you guys think of uh, of the tesla frequency tesla was on to he understood the frequency uh of of the earth and and the as above so below is the lie that they propagated I talked about this earlier in the show that that tells you that there's a deity figure, someone higher than you that creates the energy as above. OK, so so you're not in control of anything, uh, uh, you know, so below so that there is this creator God who first thinks the thing and then makes it manifest on Earth. Yet, if you look at all the Talmuds here on the planet, you see Jesus, you see Mohammed, you see um, even uh, Ganesh in India. Uh, in even Thoth in Egypt, all of the religions of the Michael largest corporate or largest countries who were the most richest countries, the most religious countries around the earth say the opposite. Jesus said, and I said this before many times in Matthew 18, that what you say, what you unleash on the earth, I show, uh, shall release in heaven. What you sow on the earth, I shall sow in heaven. So the, so the thing is not as above, so below. The truth is, is it's as below, so above. That's the frequency that Nikola Tesla understood about that you're referring to. He talked about the three times three times three, right? And then if you, if you did, the energy becomes the 432 hertz. Right. And, and that is the three, uh, three times three times three times three, three times four or three times three equals six, three times six equals nine, three times nine equals 12. That's the energy that encapsulates the entire planet. OK, so so right. Or, you know, three, six, nine. That's correct. The, she says three, six, nine. Three, six, nine is the, the energy that makes up the you've heard like the, the only place that it's referred to is the God Enki. Right set up the cities this is right out of the Talmud. set up the cities of the planets as the uh, using uh as above so below the energies of the earth there's a tangible energy that scientists don't understand and we call it gravity and they don't get that michael tellinger uh, is a scientist who's working on this and he touched on this last year they've now registered that there is a tangible energy source outside of the planet that is that is flowing around the planet and there's an energy source that is inside the planet, and there's an energy source that is on the planet, okay? And those energy sources are the three, six, and nine energy sources. The three energy is our energy, our thought process, us, our spiritualism as a whole, our, our matrix as a hive mind complex that we're, we don't realize we're tapped into. Okay, the six energy is the energy of the planet itself. It's the energy of the nature and of time space. That's what we occupy in 3D reality. Okay, and the nine energy is the energy that's the God particle energy, the hex boson. That's the, the energy that, that spins the three and the six energy and, can, can, and stops it from continuing inward, inward, inward forever or outward, outward, outward forever and contains it and flips it over on itself. And that creates the infinity that creates the figure eight where the energy is infinite and continues to flow always. Okay. Uh, and, and Tesla figured that out. He figured out you could control that energy, and by doing so, you could control the energy and have free energy in through the ground and not have to have it go through cords like we do now. That's why they needed to get rid of him, because the energy was, yes, and Kevin says also, he says, mind energy, yes, right? 
right? Mind energy also. So yeah, that's the most powerful energy. Yeah. So so the three, six, and nine, how it works is you, me, all of us, say all of us together uh, that, are, that are listening to this right now. If we had, we did this uh, when they had that tornado two years ago and it was going to waylay the Bahamas and go straight up through uh, Florida all the way up inside and, and decimate hundreds of millions of people. And Augie, myself, and many other people around the world called for all of us to use our energy and to force that storm to go northeast and stay off the coast, the eastern board of the United States. And it did. But unfortunately, someone else was trying to make it destroy america and it hovered over the bahamas for three days and no storm had ever done that in history to where it moved to a place and stayed there maneuvering back and forth moving left right left right left right like somebody was controlling it and fighting over control of it and then they lost control of it whoever that group of people were and that or whatever that energy was and it didn't hit the crash into the united states only the outskirts and they said they thoroughly said all over the news they believed that the people of this planet controlled that storm we all got together, used our intention. That's what Kevin's talking about, our mind energy. And enough of us said, no, we will not allow that to decimate the people of the United States on uh, Florida and going up the entire uh, thing. And because of that, the storm changed directions, did not kill anyone, um, killed a few, but not many, just decimated poor Bahamas. And then it just it went out to sea and went away. No storm had ever done that before. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, what we did on uh, December 21st uh, with our uh, meditation event in conjunction with, uh, you know, many other people out there, 15 million people. And uh, that day we were able to uh, change the uh, Schumann resonance of the earth for uh, close to five hours. Yeah, that was incredible. I, in fact, I even got the printout from that and posted it to show how the normal background energy uh, uh, wavelength uh, of the of the planet during the time is at a point zero three, and and when at that time when we were all doing that for the twenty four hour period that everyone decided around the world to give energy to the planet in that twenty four hour time period, there was a spike and it went up to what was it six or eight. Yeah, something like that. I can't quite recall it went off the from top of my 0. head, but it was a huge spike. Six point something or other, and it had never done that. Yeah, <laughs> no time when they could imagine in history that they've been recording it that there was that much, that it went that high. It normally never gets above one. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. That goes goes to show you yep. the uh, the power of uh, the human mind and the human hive mind. Uh, because really, humanity is a hive mind, and yep. uh, you know we've just been uh, fractured away from it, and uh, we're just uh, trying to get back to that. <coughs> so let me carry on with the list here, Leo. Uh, yeah, speaking do. of uh, ancient aliens, uh, one of their cast members, uh, Dr. Sam Osmanovic, uh, mm -hmm. many of you will know him as the guy who discovered and uh, investigated it in his researching the uh, Bosnia pyramids. But Dr. Samus Monovic is much more than uh, just uh, Bosnia pyramids. He's, in fact, one of the uh, most traveled archaeologists uh, in history. And uh, he has, uh, you know, tons and tons of knowledge in uh, other uh, aspects of archaeology as well. So Bruce Cunningham is going to be interviewing him because, uh, you know, he understands his work uh, really well well so uh you know we're going to get the maximum uh out of that and then uh after that uh, dr samus monovic is on day two and uh, steve meads is next on day two as well and uh, steve meads is doing the research on the chauvet caves in uh, france 
uh, he has uh, decoded uh, the art that uh, is on those caves, which is dated to be about 35,000 years old after it was painted. And, uh, you know, even when the, the cave in itself was manufactured, they uh, buried it uh, kind of like what they did at uh, Gobekli Tepe. And uh, and Steve has been uh, researching that for uh, you know a number of years now, and he's uh, got a book on that. So he's going to take us on uh, a journey, a pictorial journey of that, and explain uh, you know to us in a little bit more detail of the new things that he's found. Uh, it's actually a map, the uh, Chouvet Caves. Uh, you know, not only map of the Earth, but uh, in fact, it's a map of the uh, solar system with uh, you know all the planets and what's on those planets and uh, kind of what have you. Uh, very interesting stuff, and uh, really looking forward to uh, that presentation. Uh, as I understand uh, Steve Mead's work as well, he was my first guest on Watchers Talk uh, six years ago, and uh, you know it wouldn't be the same without Steve Mead's. I think uh, you know because he really connects all the dots uh, that are uh, you know that are plaguing our minds, and uh, you know a lot of these answers are in the Shuvei Caves because it's really essentially a blueprint of uh, understanding our past. And then uh, on uh, day one, our buddy Aaron Fowler, he is a, uh, a psychic and also a shaman, a tarot card reader. Uh, he's going to uh, start the event off with us. Uh, he's going to do a, a sage ceremony, a short meditation and a card reading. And, uh, and then we'll, uh, you know, have a quick chat with Aaron about uh, consciousness and uh, how he's seeing people um, you know, changing, uh, you know, because he interacts with a lot of people and, uh, you know, and he watches them grow, right? So I like to get his insight on uh, onto that. Uh, and then right after Ben uh, or right after Aaron Fowler on day one, uh, you know, I really wanted Ben Carroll, uh, you know, his uh, sound bowl music and uh, his energy uh, into this uh, summit to start with, right? That's why he's the uh, first guest, Actually, Aaron is the first guest, and then after that, Ben Carroll comes on. Uh, his music is just gives me goosebumps. Uh, you know, it tunes my avatar, and uh, you know, he's the really the guy that's kicking off the event because of the energy of his music, and I want that energy uh, to flow throughout the uh, you know the entire three days. And also, Ben Carroll is the uh, guitarist for the band called uh, Raw. Um, you know, I'm not sure if you guys uh, know that band or not. You probably do. It's a super cool band. And uh, they just released their, uh, you know, first album in like seven or eight years. Uh, so he's kind of doing a virtual tour on that. So he was kind enough to uh, give us a little bit of his time on uh, Saturday. So I really, you know, much love for that because this guy's super Yeah, I, I actually found their videos on YouTube and I was going to watch them. I was unaware. And then I went, isn't that that guy? Because I was looking at my stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and I was looking at my stuff and the law of one, right? And I, and, it come, and I came up with their stuff and I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to listen to these guys. I'm pretty sure that's who Omar was talking about. I haven't heard him yet, but... You guys might want to check them, check it out because I'm hearing they're really good, right? Yeah, really good band. Uh, you know, I've been uh, listening to their music actually for a long time, and uh, I didn't know, uh, you know, until uh, after our December 21st uh, event that we did with uh, Ben that he's actually the guitarist for the band Raw that I've been listening to for like a long, long time. So I was like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that, yeah, isn't that oh. funny? You find out, you go, oh, wow, no way. I've been listening to these guys and didn't realize that was him. Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. You know, the guy that I would like to, you know, wouldn't mind having is the uh, the lead singer for Slayer, 
um, you know, if he's listening, you know, reach out to me. He follows me. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, reach out to me. I'd love to have you on the show. Right. <laughs> uh, and then after Ben, uh, on uh, day one, uh, we have uh, Ildi Budai. Uh, Ildi Budai is uh, pretty much an Egyptologist. Uh, she lives in Egypt. Uh, she used to live in Australia. Uh, visited Egypt uh, many, many times, and uh, she eventually just uh, moved to Egypt, and uh, and now uh, you know fully lives there, and I believe is uh, beginning a uh, a tour company in uh, in Egypt in Cairo, and she's going to be giving us a uh, presentation on uh, lesser known women of Egypt that have uh, you know made a huge impact on society, but uh, you know because of discrimination. Uh, just have never been, uh, you know, given the credit of uh, of their work. So it's going to be really nice of uh, Ildi to uh, really highlight and uh, celebrate uh, the success of women uh, in our, uh, you know, in our ancient history and even in our, you know, current day history where, you know, we understand and we know what's going on uh, with uh, women's rights. And, uh, you know, so I think this is, uh, you know, it's going to tastefully highlight uh, the success of women. And then uh, after that, uh, you know, we're going to stick in Egypt. Uh, we have on day one, the Patricia Awan. Uh, she, uh, you know, is a principal, you know, I guess, uh, a researcher uh, for the uh, Hermetic School. And uh, she's going to be, uh, you know, giving us a lecture. And I believe I sent you uh, her uh, slide presentation this morning, uh, Leo. Oh, did uh, you? I'll have to look at yeah, that. Thank you. Uh, it's a uh, 68 uh, slide um, uh, presentation. Oh, yes, I did see that because I started clicking on it on my phone. I was yeah. like, oh, I don't want to download this on my phone. I got to do this on the computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. So that's going to be a, a <laughs> kick-ass uh, uh, presentation. So looking forward yeah. to that. And then uh, another one of uh, uh, Ancient Alien cast so members. She's doing, the, she's doing the presentation, right? So is, is she going to run the slideshow or does she want me to do that? She's going to run the slideshow. I, okay. She said that uh, she didn't think 45 minutes was uh, long enough for her to uh, cover her uh, entire presentation. So right. she requested that, uh, you know, if she can go the full 60 minutes and uh, and then she'll take questions as she is, uh, you know, walking us through this uh, presentation. Yeah, if she wants so, to do that, let her, man. Yeah, I don't care. So yeah. I was like, okay, no problem. I I'll would rather that. that they talk and so I don't have to anyways. Yeah, so if yeah. If they do exactly. a presentation, I would rather just sit and watch them and they let them know, yeah, I'm still here for you whenever you need me. Yeah, and just shoot a question <laughs> when a question comes yeah. up and try to Absolutely. understand and you yeah. know, then move forward. And then after that, we've got uh, still sticking in Egypt. Uh, we have a gentleman by the name of uh, Ali Alengar. Uh, Ali is a uh, inspector at the uh, Karnak Temple. Uh, that's going to be a really good one because, uh, you know, that guy obviously has a lot of information. Uh, about uh, about Karnak, uh, Akhenaten, and uh, all those right. guys. Uh, so we're right. going to have a, a fantastic interview with him. And if you guys don't know who Ali is, uh, you know, after the show, go over to my uh, YouTube channel, uh, Watchers Talk, and uh, just put up, uh, you know, Ali Alengar uh, or uh, the Talking Egypt series uh, that I have with Ildi, and uh, Ali will pop up. We did one interview, and uh, it was a great interview. And, uh, you know, I've got, uh, you know, a lot of follow-up questions actually from that interview. And that was two years ago. So uh, hopefully I can, uh, you know, touch on those with him uh, on uh, on day one. And uh, speaking of ancient aliens, uh, you know, we got uh, Brian Forrester. Uh, yeah. you know, no need to uh, really mention what Brian does because I'm sure everybody out there knows who Brian is, what he does. 
Uh, right. he's, uh, you know, we're going to have a one-on-one uh, session with him and uh, we're going to dig into the elongated skulls. Uh, we're going to dig into the, uh, the DNA uh, test that he did on the skulls that uh, he found uh, down in Peru, uh, find out if they're ET or not. Uh, and then uh, some more ancient alien guys. Uh, we Wait, got hold on real Steven. quick. I'm going to answer a question in the chat. What time does it start? Yes, 8 a.m. Pacific West Coast America time or or Northern Hemisphere, uh, you know, nor- Northern Hemisphere yeah, of the eight world. 8 o'clock L.A. time. Yeah, eight, yeah, there you go. 8 o'clock L.A. time each day, uh, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Yeah. And then uh, we've got another uh, ancient alien cast, Stephen and Evan Strong. Uh, these guys are going to be talking about uh, Atlantis. Uh, they are in possession of uh, several rings that they have come across, and uh, they're believed to be Atlantean rings. Uh, you know, they were buried, and they somehow found their way to uh, Stephen and Evan. And uh, they've had quite the uh, you know quite the bad luck with these rings. Uh, one ring almost killed uh, Evan. And uh, the other ring almost killed uh, Stephen. They had to do a ceremony with these rings. And uh, now the uh, the ring only cooperates with uh, Stephen and uh, doesn't try to kill him. But they did uh, metallurgical tests on these rings and discovered that some of the alloy that's in these rings are not actually from Earth. Uh, they're not even like rare Earth metals. Uh, you know, these alloys are not on our planet they came from elsewhere well, Mark, kevin kevin cummings has a question any undersea archaeology i think so right um undersea archaeology um i thought we had somebody talking about it no i don't think we have anything maybe like not that this time maybe not this time yeah no not this time i i, I have been trying to well, isn't feely going to talk about atlantis so that i don't know if that qualifies kevin <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not sure if that i mean you know atlantis yeah. sank under the ocean so i don't know if that qualifies as your uh, undersea archaeology but yeah in the future yeah. keep an eye out uh i am looking for speakers and i'm in contact with a couple of people that uh you know i might uh, uh do an event with uh about uh Dwarka in uh, india and uh, as well, uh, Yanaguni. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, that wasn't part of this session here because uh, right. if I was going to add more people, then it would have turned into like a four-day event. And, right. uh, you know, four days is just a bit too long. So I thought three days is uh, is what I'm going to do. It's either going to be three days, six days, or nine days, right? I, uh, I wanted to mention Desi said she'd never seen this until – never found this show until tonight. Well, I thank you for, for finding us. Um, I don't usually do a Monday night show. I'm usually on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday for uh, off shows besides the spiritual one. Then Friday's always the Law of One at uh, 4 p.m. on on Fridays. Uh, We came on here to to talk about this because we're promoting this in different um, channels and different podcasts this week. But I'm glad you found me. Um, And, you know, you could, uh, all the guys that were here, Rob has his own, you know, his full spectrum universe is Rob Yonks' show. And then Greg's, what was Greg's show called? I haven't been loops. That's what it is. Uh, so he's got his own show. You should look that up. Uh, Omar, of course, with Watchers uh, Watchers Talk, you should look that up. And then, then of course, me with uh, Orion Rising. And there's a few of the MCs that are not here tonight that didn't make it. Augie Nost. And he had two. So which one is he still running right now? Um, Augie is doing uh, Broadcast Alpha Team. Right. He, and, he was doing uh, team, yeah, Broadcast yeah. Alpha Team and another one. He had two podcasts he was doing. Yeah, he's got uh, he does workshops and stuff, right? But uh, Broadcast Alpha is his uh, principal uh, podcast, uh, which in itself is syndicated across America on FM radio. 
And right. then Virginia uh, said this, and I want to mention it because I, I want to answer that. She said maybe in the future you guys could do one on the elements, earth, air, well, fire, water. And and I want to do the – I actually am wanting to set up a webinar just for your information in the future, possibly this year by July or August, that I want to do just that and do all spiritual, all um, Wiccan, pagan, druid uh, stuff, including like you just said here with the elements. So, um, so that might be something that you and I can talk about at, a, at another time and maybe we can find ourselves some speakers. And for those of you who might be listening into this, uh, just know that we are looking for speakers for that at Orion Rising because I'm going to be doing a webinar event uh, that I would like to get speakers in that. Like I want to talk about Reiki. I want to talk about all that. And I know many people just here I'm looking in the audience. There's a few people that I know are Reiki masters just like I am. So yeah, I want to do a, a big webinar on all of that stuff. So yes, in the future, I am going to be looking into doing just that. Because, you know, Rob's doing the alien thing, Omar's doing the alien thing, and uh, O'Neill's doing the alien thing. So there, there's enough of that. I could jump in and do that too, but if there's enough of that. I don't want it to be redundant. I want to I show people other portions of it as well so that we completely round that out. Because there's some of the people that would be on here that wouldn't necessarily want to stay doing just this if it was all just about aliens, and they would want to come over and do the stuff about, you know, uh, you know, more spiritual stuff. So I want to give that platform to those people that may not want to come on and talk with the alien guys. I learned that with the with the psychics and the Christians, with the uh, hunt the uh, alien or the um, ghost hunting tech guys and the mediums. I had to split them all up for a while. <laughs> yeah, I was doing aliens there for a bit, but then uh, you know I kind of left the alien aspect of it behind. And uh, for the last few years, I've really, you know, been head on into right. uh, consciousness and uh, sound vibration and uh, things like that. Right. Um, yes, he's you know, asking that, you if you have a Twitter, if you're on Twitter. Um, I did have a Twitter, but uh, the way they uh, treated our president, uh, you know, however, I'm not even American, but, uh, you know, I still consider him to be our president. Uh, you know, the way they disrespected him, I've, uh, you know, I've just shut down my Twitter account and uh, just left it. Uh, right. I don't want to be part of a platform that's going to, uh, you know, disrespect our Twitter. I have a couple of Twitter accounts, but I, yeah. I don't post my shows there. I don't want to post very much stuff anymore. Yeah, I, didn't I, that, I didn't realize that uh, Peter Coyle was in the crowd. Peter. Uh, he can't handle. He doesn't understand. He, he can't see the text, but I'm putting his text up there. Uh, he, he's, he says, uh, I want to set up my talk show. He's doing a talk show. He actually has a channel now, and he's trying to set up a talk show. And I was going to help him with that, so we'll have to get that going for you, buddy, uh, so that he can he can do that. He's over in Ireland. And he has a, a really good uh, uh, take on Celtic, uh, just all of the religions and the, and yeah, the would, history yeah, of the Celts, check that out. right? Yeah. And um, Peter Coyle, uh, if you look at that picture of him right there, he's he's actually not somebody that's just somebody. He's somebody Vikings. that is somebody. He, <laughs> <Vikings>. Yes, he, <laughs> he was on the TV show Vikings yeah. for the entire time it was being filmed. He's one of the one of the guys in the TV show Vikings, uh, and he's a buddy of mine. Uh, and he's been on other things too. He was also in um, Braveheart. I think it was Braveheart, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yes, it was Braveheart because he yeah. was, he was one of the guys out in the crowd waving their their button or dinghy at the front at the uh, English. <laughs> one guy got shot with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. So he was also in that movie. So he was in both those movies. So. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I get, look on there and go, which one's you? Yeah, it's like one of my tell. favorite scenes. That one. <laughs> yeah. He says, "You can't find me. They don't show you. I know, love... they're, they're not close enough. They only show yeah. that one guy who get, takes it in the butt." Yeah, know? I love Braveheart, yeah. man. I've watched that movie probably about a hundred times and. Oh, I recited off the top of my head, like agreed, every, right? Every yeah. single scene, 
Uh, I just yep. love the movie. I love the story behind it. It's a love story. And, uh, you know, I absolutely uh, enjoyed it. Okay, let's quickly uh, jump over back to this list here, Leo. Um, after Stephen and Evan, uh, after they talk about their uh, Atlantean rings, uh, we have, uh, we're still sticking in Australia. We have a lady by the name of uh, Salrita Antaria coming on. Uh, she herself is a, uh, a psychic and a card reader, but also she's a food scientist. And uh, what she's going to do is she's going to talk about food sciences and she's going to connect that to uh, ancient Egypt and uh, the diet that they were eating back in those days and how we can uh, adopt those diets for ourselves and, uh, and become healthier. Because as we know, the food that we're eating nowadays and the diets that most of us have are, uh, you know, not the healthiest of them. So, uh, you know, she's going to walk us through that. And then uh, after that, uh, we have our keynote speaker of uh, day one, uh, which is uh, Michael Feely. Uh, if you guys are not aware of Michael Feely's work, uh, go to uh, my YouTube channel or even uh, Leo's. Uh, you'll see an entire uh, playlist on Watchers Talk with Michael Feely. Uh, he's uh, really the uh, Da Vinci code breaker, um, you know, the Dan Brown of uh, the esoteric world. Uh, he's taken a uh, lot of our ancient, uh, you know, literature and, uh, and, and has really understood it and uh, knows what they're talking about. It's more initiated uh, knowledge and uh, has written several books on that. And uh, he's going to be talking about uh, ancient Egypt and how that's esoterically uh, connected uh, to our daily lives. And then for uh, day two, I have a uh, lady by the name of uh, Norma Louise Rasmussen. Uh, you guys may remember her. She did a, uh, a meditation, uh, led a meditation at our event on December 21st. Uh, so it's uh, really nice to have her back. She's uh, you know put together a new meditation uh, material. So she's going to walk us through that and help us uh, you know ground ourselves so that uh, you know we can. Uh, you know, be in the right headspace uh, for the day uh, that's going to be ahead for day two. Day two is uh, really, a, it's a powerhouse of a day. That's why the uh, meditation is uh, is really is going to be needed. And we'll be doing several of those uh, throughout the day just to uh, give our minds a break, right? Because all that information that's coming in uh, is going to be uh, really overwhelming. And then uh, after that, uh, we've got uh, Brad Olson, speaking of ancient aliens. Uh, we've got uh, Brad, he's going to be talking about uh, the anomalies of uh, South America, a lot of the megaliths that are down there, pretty much starting in Mexico and uh, working, this down, uh, working this way down to uh, you know Ushuaia, I believe it is, uh, so the southern tip of uh, South America. Brad was uh, recently in, uh, well, a couple of years ago now, he was in, uh, in on Antarctica, and uh, at uh, our event, uh, Ishwara, back in October, uh, he did uh, an hour and a half presentation on that. And uh, my God, that was uh, that was an epic, uh, epic presentation. If you guys want to check that out, I will uh, give uh, Leo a link to uh, my Crowdcast platform. And uh, you guys can uh, go there and uh, check out uh, Brad's uh you know, presentation and a uh, number of other uh, speakers that we had that day. We had uh, seven speakers uh, speaking that day. And then after Brad, we've got uh, Valerie Urlov. Uh, if you guys are not sure on who Valerie Urlov is, then uh, you'll soon find out. Uh, Valerie is the uh, only pyramid builder on the planet. And uh, he's not building like little coffee table size 
pyramids. Uh, you know, he's building pyramids that are like 20 stories high, 30 stories high. Uh, the Russian government is, uh, you know, they hires him and then he goes to villages and, uh, and then he builds these pyramids for the community and the community comes in and they use the, uh, the energy, which is, uh, harnessed from these pyramids. So, uh, you know, it's a really, you know, super community work that he's doing. And then after that, we've got uh, John Shaughnessy. Uh, John Shaughnessy is, uh, you know, he probably understands uh, one of the functions of the pyramids more than probably most people on the planet. Uh, when you look at his uh, evidence that he presents in his book, uh, Pyramid Gravity Force, uh, in it he talks about uh, gravity lensing, and uh, he suggested, and from the looks of the evidence, it's actually true, uh, wherever there's a pyramid, uh, you know, you go 180 degrees straight down to the mantle, uh, you go straight down to the mantle and go 180 degrees over it, it'll be connected to a volcano, uh, mountain chains are connected to mountain chains and uh, kind of what have you. It's uh, very interesting. Uh, you know, I think he that's truly he has the uh, answer to uh, one of the functions of uh, of the pyramids. Uh, we're not just talking the Egyptian pyramids. Uh, we're talking about like all of them, the ones in uh, you know Mesoamerica, the ones in Asia. Uh, so this is uh, going to be a really good one. He's also going to connect that uh, to the uh, to the moon because uh, he also wrote a book called uh, There's Something About the Moon. And uh, and then he uh, talks about the moon's, uh, you know, lensing, its gravity lensing, and then the Earth's uh, gravity and the sun's gravity, and then how the pyramids are picking that up and kind of are being worked as a, uh, a thermostat for the planet so it doesn't get too hot and doesn't get too cold. Uh, reminds me of that song, uh, <laughs> Never Too Hot, mm -hmm. Never Too Cold. Right, uh, right. Alanis Morissette, good old Canadian girl. Yep. Um, <laughs> great, great artist, too. Great artist. Oh, yeah, she's fantastic. And then after that, we've got uh, Paul Anthony Wallace. Uh, Paul Anthony Wallace is the uh, sponsor uh, for uh, Forgery Unmasked. Uh, he just recently uh, released a new book called The uh, Scars of Eden, uh, which uh, in itself is uh, sponsored and recommended by Eric Von Daniken. And uh, Eric Von Daniken is calling this book, The Scars of Eden, uh, the new uh, uh, chariots of the gods, uh, you know, chariots of the gods of this generation, and uh, and also Eric says that uh, Paul Anthony Wallace is the Eric Von Daniken of this generation. Uh, this is a sequel to uh, Escaping from Eden, and uh, he also runs the uh, the Fifth Kind TV on uh, on YouTube. Uh, he's got fantastic work. Uh, he's going to be doing a one-on-one -on -one interview with uh, Neil Gore about uh, ancient mythologies. And uh, as we're aware, uh, Neil has done a lot of work on uh, ancient mythologies and uh, you know mythical legends and uh, stories. So I found that uh, those two together will get the uh, maximum amount of information uh, because of the questions and the uh, and the experience that uh, Neil has in this uh, subject. And then after that, another uh, ancient alien crowd, uh, cast member is uh, Michael Cremo. You guys uh, know who he is, uh, Forbidden Archaeology. But, uh, you know, like I was saying about uh, Dr. Sam, uh, Michael Cremo is uh, more than just, um, you know, the Forbidden Archaeology. Uh, I had the opportunity to interview him at the uh, Portal to Ascension Summit a few months ago. And uh, I spoke to him about uh, forbidden archaeology. And I thought because of the subjects that we're talking about to, 
during this weekend and trying to get to the root of who we are, uh, I thought uh, the best thing would be is if uh, Michael Cremo did a, uh, a Vedic uh, creation story uh, presentation, uh, you know, and, and because he's uh, is a, a Hindu himself. And uh, well, he converted to Hinduism many years ago, a few decades ago, and uh, since then he's become a great student of the uh, of the lifestyle, and uh, he's going to be walking us through that. And then, uh, of course, we have uh, you know eight MCs, uh, starting with uh, Rob Yox from uh, Full Spectrum Universe, and uh, you know yours truly, Leonard O'Neill from Orion Rising. Neil Gore from uh, Portal to Ascension, Greg Bornstein from Open Loops, Agi Nost from uh, Broadcast Alpha Team, and uh, Bruce Cunningham from Ancient Mysteries International. And of course, yours truly, Omar from uh, Watchers Talk. Uh, this uh, I'll give you guys uh, a little backstory on uh, on this event. Uh, this one was uh, one night I was, uh, you know, kicking back having a couple of drinks and uh, I'd smoked uh, you know a couple of bowls of hash and uh, I was sitting back uh, kind of just daydreaming uh, I guess uh, meditating whatever you want to call it uh, astral projecting or astral traveling and uh, you know while I was doing that I, uh, I came across this event and uh, it started to come into my mind and uh, and then after that I just kind of daydreamed on it for a few more days and uh, saw a little bit more insight into it and a lot of these guests that uh, that I've uh, run down the list uh, were uh, you know in uh, in within that vision that uh, you know that uh, that I had so uh, this was uh, an event created out of uh, astral traveling uh, same with uh, you know a number of my other events uh, like a Shwara back in October that I did uh, you know I did astral traveling while I was high on mushrooms in uh, Vancouver Island around a fire and uh you know and uh, you know again the guests came into my mind and i saw them i saw the uh, entire event take place and uh you know and then i put it together and then same thing with the one on december 21st and uh you know that was more so a collaboration but uh, after i daydreamed and uh you know got into my sacrilege a little bit uh it uh, made it uh, very clear what i needed to do and uh, and and that uh, event in itself turned out to be very great. Uh, what I've done with this one is, uh, you know, I've uh, the people that I work with and the ones that I network with, for instance, like uh, Leonard and Rob and such. Uh, I know their strong points and their strong suits, and uh, I know what uh, you know uh, the subjects that uh, they're well renowned in, uh, and. I've taken the guests that are coming and I've, uh, you know, pretty much paired them up together uh, so that uh, we get the maximum, uh, you know, amount of information from from these guests, right? Like, for instance, uh, Paul Wallace and uh, Neil, uh, you know, it wouldn't make any sense for me to put, uh, you know, let's say Rob Yox on with uh, uh, with uh, with Paul Wallace, not to, you know, take anything away from uh rob i'm sure he'll do his research and uh, come up with the best show but for me you know it was more uh the fact that uh neil has already done uh so much background information on this and uh same with uh, uh paul that uh we would get the uh you know absolute best um you know information and that's really what it is at the end of the day is we're trying to squeeze information out of these guys and uh you know and the best people that we can get to uh, you know, to squeeze that out is really the uh, the end goal for me.
And I've set up Rob right. with uh, you know number of uh, a number of different guests that uh, that he's strong at, right? So uh, you know he's gonna you know bring out the maximum amount of information. Uh, same with Greg, same with yourself, Leo, same with myself uh, and Neil and Augie and Bruce, right? So uh, you know nobody was favored here. You know uh, I didn't say right. well this person's gonna do this, this person's gonna do that. Then uh, I'm just simply gonna be shooting myself in the foot. I need to understand the uh, strong points of uh, the team that I work with and then to uh, exploit uh, that uh, that strength, right? And uh, that's really what, uh, you know, what I'm doing with uh, with Forgery Unmasked. Right. And uh, that is pretty much it. Those are the uh, you know, 27, 28 speakers. 28 speakers. Uh, that are going to be... <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Leo. No, sorry. I was... I was clearing my throat. I didn't think I, you heard it. I tried to move off camera so I could clear my throat, not because I was trying to speak, just because I was trying to clear my throat. And then you, all of a sudden you stopped. I was like, oh, did it mic go out? Sorry. So no, uh, yeah, guys, you. just know that everything that, you know, you see it on the screen now. Let me take the banner down so that you, you can get, you can go into full screen there and you can take a look at that. Uh, but it is uh, the 27th, 28th, and 29th, 8 a.m. I put 8 a.m. To, to 8 p.m., uh, we don't really have it scheduled for that, but we always run long when it comes to the Omar and I, at least every show we've ever done. We never close it. Like we'll say it'll be done at six and we're going to have a panel until seven. The panels always go until eight, right? <laughs> so yeah, we, we, never, uh, we never, you know, we don't try to rush things where we go, all right, that's it. We got to cut it now. So I'm putting down there 12 hours a day because it's probably going to be 12 hours. Uh, yeah, that's, a day. Uh, the first, yeah, the day one's going to be the longest day. Uh, yep. Well, all three of them are going to be pretty long, but uh, what's happening is that uh, we're going to start at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, Los Angeles time, uh, 11 o'clock New York time, and uh, and then, of course, we're going to run through all our guests, and at the end of the day, each day, we're going to close the day off with a panel discussion, and uh, the panel discussion is going to consist of uh, the guests uh, from uh, from that day, from uh, day one, day two, day three kind of deal. And uh, and then uh, close the evening off with a uh, with a panel discussion. Uh, I like to run the panel for about an hour, hour and fifteen minutes, and then right. uh, use fifteen minutes to uh, you know really uh, you know do the closing for the day because uh, you know I'm sure after like twelve, thirteen hours, uh, you know ourselves and also the people that are attending are gonna need a break, right? Because that's a lot of information, and hence that's why all the meditation and the stretchings and the breathing that's gonna happen throughout the day as well. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna start at eight o'clock in the morning and uh, end eight o'clock at night on Saturday, and um, and then Sunday. I, I wanted to point out you weren't here in the beginning when I pointed out to the people uh, that how what what exactly this whole forgery unmasking at summit at this particular time uh, why it was designed that way. Uh, I explained to everybody. And I'm gonna do it again for those of people who just showed up or didn't hear about it. Uh, is that Yesterday, literally, where I'm at here in America right now is Monday. Sunday was the was the uh, the uh, spring equinox. So I explained the correlation between all of the religions and the gods and those religions and the cycle of life and how the god dies in the winter and even the uh, even the the uh, Christians change their dates so that Jesus uh, would be born on the, on Christmas, but then was he was gone and missing through Lent, which meant he died. It was really weird that you don't understand that. Uh, and then he's resurrected again uh, in April when all of the other gods were resurrected because the planet is resurrected then because. Uh, it is it is the 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 beginning of spring, so the life uh, comes, and when the god is reborn, 
it is uh, on Easter, which is literally a week after the the two weeks after the equinox. So the equinox happens on on this this last weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and today. Then you have the event that we're doing, which is about investigating everything that's esoteric in the whole universe that has to do with that in our cycle of life, right at the midpoint of when the God was supposed to be born or resurrected. And then you look at Jesus Christ was resurrected seven days or six days after our uh, summit ends, and that was when the god Pan is reborn, the 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 god uh, uh, Cernanos is reborn, all these gods from around the world and can, in all of these religions and the cycle of the life, and that's why it's literally in the center of those two events that Omar chose this weekend to be because of the energies of the creation and the renewal of the cyclical event that is our planet. It's literally the apex is Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, the 27th, 28th, and 29th of March. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the name forgery on Mastin itself is, uh, you know, it really derived from, uh, you know, this equinox that took place. Uh, as you know, <clears throat> excuse me, um, as you know, and uh, people that uh, know my stuff know that uh, on equinoxes and, uh, you know, events like that, I like to do events. Uh, you know, really, really quickly, I want, to answer De- I want to answer Desi really quickly, and then you can go on what you're doing. She asked the question. She said the Catholic Church decides when Easter falls. Um, let me let me explain this. I won't have, I'm not going to answer that question, except for I'm going to tell you that the calendar that we go by is called the Greco-Roman calendar. So, yes, <laughs> yeah. the calendar that we currently go by <laughs> is the Greco-Roman calendar, and the Roman Catholic Church wrote that calendar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course, yeah. we got to, as, as part of Saturnalia, we have to yeah. keep in mind that uh, Easter is also part of the, uh, you know, pagan holiday. Right, right. Uh, See, Easter, Astera, Astera yeah. just happened, right? And then, yeah, and so it is part of the pagan. It's all part of, and so what, if you look at the Catholic Church, they changed, right, the Gregorian, they changed the the um their the, the dates of all of their stuff that had to do with Jesus and, and their God for, depending on who they were trying to convert, right? Mm-hmm. So what does Jesus' birthday have to do with this fat man in a sleigh uh, in the middle of winter, at the winter solstice? Nothing. Eating mushrooms. Right, eating mushrooms that were peed on, right? And what is yeah. and what does the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ have to do with a rabbit running around and laying eggs that are painted or or pooping out jelly beans? What does that have to do with anything? It's the God of fertility, and they're trying to conquer those people by saying, look, your God is being resurrected when our God was being resurrected. So it's the same God. And yeah. that's how they converted everybody from right yeah and you know and then of course ad and and bc bc originally meant before christ and ad meant anno domini and that anno domini means in the year of our lord so now they've changed it to bc being common era right before common era and ad to now uh now to bce right so it's bce before common era and now common era so common era has been changed from ad to to uh, ce See, so you have CE and BCE. They've yeah, changed that the, because uh, of the religious after. connotation. But AD yeah. meant and, and means literally anno domini, which meant in the year of our Lord. Yeah, and and uh, after death. Like, well, uh, no, see, that, that's yeah. where people think it means after death, but it doesn't. It means well, I mean, it does because it means in the year of our Lord. It means the year that he because he he died when he was thirty one. 
So one was when he was born. So it doesn't really mean after death. I actually got into this conversation and uh, uh, and and a nun actually was was uh, going, yeah, no, that guy's wrong. It doesn't mean after death. It means anno domini, which literally is oh, cool. is, uh, is Latin for in the year yeah. of our Lord. And if people say it mean, they think it means after death. It does not mean after death because he didn't die on the year zero. Right, yeah, your zero yeah. was when he was born. He died 31 years later, so it's not after death. Because if if so, it's not the year 2021 right now. It's 31 years younger than that, or 31 years later than that, because yeah. he died at 30, the age of 31 or, or 32. So it doesn't mean that. It just literally means anno domini. Um, remember, I'm a, I'm a Christian minister and knighted by the Roman Catholic Church. <laughs> I had to go to school for this. <laughs> I had to go to school for this twice. I also have a uh, video to uh, share as well, Leo. If you don't mind tossing that up there, sure. Yeah, I, was, I thought that's what you were loading. Let me do that. Let me unshare and I'll and I'll uh, and I'll pop yours up there. Um, I saw that you had uh, something there, but I wasn't sure if you're ready for it yet. And then we'll go full screen on that. Uh, and so yeah. all you have to do then is I think press play or whatever you need to do. Can you see my screen? Yes, I can. Okay, I'll go full screen on that. My computer's been acting up. See how long it takes. Uh, mine's doing the same thing you know sometimes yeah. when i'm uploading my show i will be um converting the files and uploading it to five different places and it'll take like 10 minutes 15 minutes other times i'm sitting here for an hour just depends on traffic and, and who's on and who's doing what so i'm sure it'll it'll be fine once it once it takes off it'll be good can you hear it leo uh, no, I think you're running into the same problem that I had, that it's in the background. And you're, if you have a microphone, put your microphone near your speakers. You can't hear that? No. No, I can hear it, but it's in the background. It's way in the distance. Oh, I wonder why why that is. That's I did, the same uh, problem I was having with when you share the, the sound. It, yeah. It's trying to pick up for the sound from your microphone instead of... Yeah. Bring this closer so I'll... Remember, I had to do that. I had to put my microphone right up to the speakers. Yeah. Okay. So let me uh, just play this over again, and I'll do that. Okay. G'day. My name's Paul Wallace. There you go. Perfect. I'm the brother. author of Escaping from Eden, and my new book, The Scars of Eden. It's my very great pleasure to be sponsoring this new summit from Watchers Talk, Forgery Unmasked. 28 speakers from all around the world. <laughs> MCs from six different continents will be leading us through territory that will allow us to ask the question, who are we? The stories we tell about ourselves have phenomenal power, power to minimize or to inspire, power to infantilize, or to educate, power to pacify, or to empower. And in particular, the stories we tell about who we are as a species, what is our potential, what is our place in the cosmos? And these are all questions that fascinate me and that I explore in the Scars of Eden. Our 28 speakers in Forgery Unmasked will be taking every angle on this, looking at questions of Paleo contact, our development as a species, how we eat and what we drink if we want to maximize our human experience for consciousness and a better human life. We'll be looking at sound, vibration and music for higher consciousness. We'll be taking another look at our evolution as a species. We'll be looking at the place of ancient and controversial knowledge 
in esoteric traditions, ancient Egyptian history, the question of previous civilizations, the question of Atlantis and forbidden archaeology, esoteric technologies. Every angle will be taken on this fascinating question. What is the truth of the stories we tell ourselves? And is there scope for a better human experience? Come and join us. I would love to welcome you. It's from the 27th to the 29th of this month, March 2021. We're going to have a fantastic time together. And it's a place where we're going to hear lots of different views, lots of different pieces of research, lots of different perspectives, and a place where we give permission to each other to have differing views. We all don't have to come away thinking and believing exactly the same thing. It's a time to pool our thinking and listen to one another to expand our awareness and consider new avenues we may not have considered before. So I want to thank you in advance for joining us. I am so looking forward to being part of this amazing array of speakers from all around the world. It's a very exciting time in my view. I think there's a tremendous waking up that's happening right now as people are saying to each other, I've never really believed, I've always wondered, and the old story is no longer satisfied. So that we want to know what's for real and what kind of life am I really capable of? What kind of human experience are we all capable of? So I'll see you there at Forgery Unmasked, March 27 to 29. Follow the links, register, and we'll have a great conversation. Nice. Good stuff, right? Yeah, and Paul uh, pretty much just uh, summed it up uh, in, uh, you know, really eloquently as to uh, what I was thinking. When uh, Hi, when I'm I put Nicholas. this, oh. I'm here at the Hall Oops, of Human Origin DNA Learning Center. <laughs> Went on to the next video, did it? <laughs> I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. Yeah, That's hilarious. Yeah, me too. It's, it's all good. <laughs> That's like when you're using XSplit. If you play a video, you have to remember that it automatically defaults to play over and over again. So yeah, you have to tell it don't. Otherwise, it starts right over. <laughs> I went on to the uh, to the next video, and uh, it looks pretty interesting. Uh, let right. me see what it is. Uh, it looks pretty interesting. It says, uh, what DNA says about our human family? Episode 2, Ancient Relatives, Neanderthals, and the uh, Denovisions. So very interesting. I'm probably going to check this out because uh, you know me. I'm into this kind of stuff. So. Right? <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> I am. You know, what am I going to do, right? I mean, that's what, that's why we do what we do because we're our nerds, and then we go down that rabbit hole for everything, and you know, and just like I said before, and I, I'll say it again, I'd say it on every show. All of us say it. We talked about it last night. We talked about it again today. And because we're, because this is Orion Rising and it's my show and I'm on here, I'll tell you, anything that you think in here that Omar said, myself or Rob Yonks or Greg, and I always forget his last name. I just met Greg the other day. Thank you. If you guys think that there's anything that we said here uh, in, in that is in any way wrong or in, in any way just an opinion and we made it up without us telling you that and you think that you can debunk us, we invite you on our shows and I'll invite you on my show and let you do just that. But don't come on my show with talking points and, and bit points and think that you're going to throw out accusations without any kind of corroboration or, or backup. However, I'll let you do that. If you do that, I will honestly say, wow. It was just like when people were talking about Von Daniken and or not Von Daniken. I apologize. Uh, talking about Zachariah Sitchin and his translations of the Dead Sea Scrolls. I've never read them. Right. So the guy said, well, he was wrong. And I said, was he really? Do you have any proof of that? He said, yeah, here I have some links. I said, well, let me have that. I have never read them. So I don't know whether he was right or wrong. 
So I read them. They were very compelling. I said, well, now I'm going to have to read the, what he said to see if they were wrong. We're looking forward now in, in what I do know now. He may not have been wrong in the translation, but the scrolls were a lie. Mm-hmm. Right, they were propagated by bad people that were projecting the same exact thing that Ancient Aliens, the History Channel television show is, is that we were an alien, an alien made, created us as a slave laborer force. That is being propagated on us on purpose so that we will think that. If we all oh, yeah. think that as a collective mind, we will become a slave yeah, because we project it. Slaves. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll show up here. There's a group of people called the Orion Crusaders, and that's what they do. They go to planets and they plant those seeds everywhere because you have to understand they're not just in the third dimension. They're in the fourth and the fifth. So time it doesn't doesn't is not linear for them. So they can go back and plant the Dead Sea Scrolls 5000 years ago and have and have um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Zachariah Stitch and find them and then go here to, you know, and, and, and read that the same thing with Moses. And we're going to talk about that on, on Greg's show where they did the same thing to Moses with the 10 commandments. There's a lot of things that were influenced by these people in a way to drive that narrative and the, and the narrative of the history channels, even though they, they're, they're very good about getting information out there and they don't fault anyone for doing or not doing the show whatsoever. It's, it's just like, you know, is Jesus a real person? Was he a real person? That's not important. The important thing is the message. Okay, yeah. so it's not important, truthfully, uh, to look at them and say, I wouldn't watch that show because their agenda is wrong, because the information they're giving people is accurate. It's just they always close every show with, are these people our creator gods? Will yeah, they return? You know, all the way yeah. up to the end, they do that. And then all of a sudden they throw that at you that to, to get into your head that we were been, we have been created by someone else, you yeah. know, and, and if they'd have left those out, I would have never had a problem, but they put them in every show and every episode to leave you thinking that you might be uh, uh, designed by an alien race or seven alien races in a Petri dish as a slave labor force. And I, I don't like that because that shows me the draconian uh, uh, vision that is behind that show, just like in the TV show Gaia, when uh, Wilcock walked away from them because mm-hmm. he saw that they had that draconian uh, vision and same thing. They were trying to pro- propagate we're a slave labor race that was created as a, a slaves to mine gold. And so he quit. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, um, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're propaganda seeds, number one. And, uh, and two, we are confronted with this type of stuff almost on a daily basis. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, on, uh, on Facebook, for instance, yep. uh, you're cruising and, uh, you know, I came across a post the other day and uh, it said, uh, you are no longer free. And, uh, you know, you're enslaved to do this and to do that. And I saw that and I was like, hey, wait a minute. You know, this is, uh, you know, a subliminal message. They're subtly, subtly yep. uh, trying to tell you to plant a seed in your head that uh, you're, you're not slave. free and that you're, a, you know, that you're in bondage yeah. and that uh, that you're a slave. So, you know, the, you know, the path that I'm on, uh, you know, I quickly identified that as, uh, you know, propaganda. So I mean, well, you know what they're doing in the schools here? And, I don't know if they're doing it up there in Canada yet, but they probably are. In the schools here, this is being exposed now, that they have a curriculum that they're starting to teach the children, and you have to take the course in some states, otherwise you can't graduate from high school. And it is it literally is a course where you, you learn about race, but how you learn about race is you are forced to decide whether you are a victim or an oppressor. <laughs> okay and the, and the way they figure that out is that you become an oppressor if you're born as a certain race 
yeah in a certain place so basically all white people are oppressors <laughs> and everyone else are victims oh, and, they, yeah. and they literally are teaching the kids that that yeah, right there in and of itself is propagating evil because it's propagating well it's trying to show everybody well i don't want to be a victim so i want to be a oppressor that's yeah. like in the in the video game world of warcraft they have the, the horde and they say we will never be slaves but we will always be conquerors so, so what they were doing was they were propagating, even in that video game, the same thing. You're either a victim or you're a conqueror, right? So there is no, I'm in service to others. There is no, I want to help others. It's you're either being taken advantage of or you're taking advantage of someone. So that propagates and knocks out the good in humanity. Mm -hmm. Your choice there is either a victim status, which is what they want you to have anyways, or the aggressor status. There is no neutral status. There is no, what if I'm a good person and I want to help people and I don't really give a crap about your prejudice? There isn't that stance. It's not there. You yeah. don't use that. Again, yeah. they're taking that away from the children and they're saying your, your government of the United States is evil, racist, is based on colonial. They say the same thing about the Canadian government, mm -hmm. government because it was based on colonialism. Yeah. So therefore, that system makes you subconsciously racist because it's set up for you. You're white, so you're automatically racist. You don't even know it. You're, just, you're so racist that you're subconscious. You don't even know it happening in your mind because you've been trained that way because yeah. the system was set up that way well when you condemn an entire race of people um like that you're what you're doing is you're taking away any way for them to be you know that i want to have a conversation with someone who says that to me because i'm going to say okay so wait listen then what you're saying to me is that you are superior race to mine because you're able to discern this and because your superior intellect is there, you were able to be outside the box and see that I am so small and subservient and stupid that I can't possibly imagine the fact that I might be automatically racist because I was born this way. Right. So they're taking away the fact that you might not know you're racist because you're not. <laughs> Okay, and I, that's the I same that question. Me. That's the same fight that went on with what's his name over there in England who quit his job because the truth is, Meghan Markle came out to the world and said, oh, "They said this evil, hideous thing. They brought up the question. We're not going to say who, but it wasn't the Queen or her prince. Well, that leaves uh, Henry or Harry, right? Or the, yeah. the Prince Charles or Harry. That's it." So yeah. one of them William. said, uh, "William, I think you're thinking about right." Yeah. So one of the two yeah. of them said, "Must have said William brought up what come color here, her Dad. child was going to be." <laughs> now, I come from a blended family. We ask that question all the time, and it doesn't mean we're racist. Yeah. Okay. We I come from a family that is black, brown, and you know, and orange and yellow. Yeah. Uh, the and irony, whatever you want to call me, right? The freckles. Yeah. The irony, so whenever we have children, we go, "Do you think this one's going to be dark or white?" I don't know. What's the mother look like? We're not doing that because we're prejudiced. We're just trying to find out how bad our kids going to have it in this fucked up society where yeah, everybody yeah, on the woke side is talking prejudice. Yeah. The you irony I find in this is that, uh, you know, these people who are, uh, you know, running with this, uh, you know, high moral standard of, uh, you know, race, 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 yeah. right, have done a full circle and have come back to be the racists. That, and they're uh, segregating themselves. You know, that they're fighting. Exactly. You know, they're yeah. not, they're, uh, you know, 
defining everyone by race when in the beginning their fight was that everyone was being defined by race, right? So it's very true, you know. What so they're doing, saying, it, Peter uh, says, they're doing it in Ireland too. Let me put this up okay. on the screen. In Ireland, they're doing this in Ireland as well. They're calling race war uh, on your friends, and 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 then uh, other countries. They're saying that the Irish people are the most racist. I know exactly what you're talking about. So yeah, so they're what they're they're doing this everywhere. They're trying to propagate a race war, even when there isn't yeah. any. There's because what they're that. doing is there's your sleight of hand that we talked about before. Look over here, look over here. Because yeah. the truth is there's a class war and you just yeah. don't know it because they I keep don't... trying to sell you on a race war. Yeah, they're trying I don't to know teach about... the kids that. I don't Go know ahead. about uh, the Irish being the uh the most, most racist, racist people. I, I, I'm friends with a number of Irish people. Right. And if they were racist, I don't think they'd be friends with me. Right. And most I don't of know us, if you guys have seen crap. me, but uh, I'm yeah, pretty we don't, brown. We don't care what people's <laughs> color is. See, here's the thing. They try to paint the Irish as racist, yet the Irish were yeah. the slaves of the English. That's weird. And, well, and, that's and, why they're painting them in that picture, yeah. because they're trying to deflect the attention off of themselves. And well, and here's to, the thing. In America, if you guys don't realize this, but I know this, and so does Omar. And even though he's not American, he knows this. He lives. He lives upstairs. I'm pretty much American. Right? <laughs> he's <laughs> Canadian he's, American. You know, he's, same he's, thing. Yeah. He's in fact he's better American than a lot of Americans are, and he's a Canadian. So, so the, here's the thing, guys. You have to understand this, and I say this all the time. The the Democratic Party here in this United States of America keeps trying to tell everyone that white Americans who are conservatives are racist and have been throughout time. Okay, and I and I challenge everyone to go back and look at history and look up one thing, the Ku Klux Klan, and find out what political party the Ku Klux Klan was. And you're going to find out that all two million of them in their height, in their heyday were Democrats. And also then go back a little bit further and look at the at the um, Civil War, which was fought over slavery. Everyone is agreeing on that. The North was fighting to keep the South from having slaves and the South was trying to keep slaves. And look at the political persuasion of 99.9% of all the people in the South. You're going to find out they were the same guys with those hoods on that were Democrats. Yet they're trying to say the Republicans are the, are the ones who want slavery. The Republicans, in fact, uh, you know, the, the president the that time, were fighting the 16th to, president, Abraham yeah, Lincoln, was a Republican. Yeah, they were fighting slavery, man. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to abolish slavery. Yeah, so that's, the, a, so that's, that's like that's like the pot calling the kettle black. And uh, and what Omar talked about before, and then we got to go because it is getting later. But what he said before, the truth is, they've now gone. If you look at the civil rights movement of the '60s and what they fought for. Equal rights, no more segregation. We can ride the bus wherever you can. We can sit in whatever restaurant you can. We can do whatever the white people do, and we shouldn't have to have our own thing pushed out on us. They are now pushing for their own black ceremonies, their own black segregated graduations, their mm -hmm. own black channels and networks, their own black uh, radio shows, their own black everything. They don't want white people around. We're not racist, but you guys are systemically racist because you don't even know you're racist because the society was set up for you to be racist so that's not racist that in and of itself is racist to say that and if they can't see that and if they won't admit that then they are in fact racist and they are openly racist and claim they can't be racist i'm tired of this woke crap i'm tired of this this crap where people are saying you know well you're white that makes you racist no my people, no. I'm oh, Irish. Right. My people got here after racism was abolished, and not all of them. Two of them got here before, and guess where they lived? In states where they didn't have slavery.
<laughs> so my people, and here's the actual statistic. Here's the statistic, America. How many Americans currently are alive in the United States who are directly related to slave owners? Do you know what the percentage of the population is? Probably like 0.01%. No, no, it is, it is a percent, but it's only 8% of the population. That's pretty you, low. 8%. Do you know what yeah. the population of this and this? Do you know the what the population of, of African Americans are yeah. that can trace their heritage back to slavery? Yeah. 16%. That's it. Everyone else got here after slavery was abolished. Wow, that's pretty solid numbers, too. And I didn't make those up. Those were broadcast on I'll television. I'll tell, uh, <laughs> tell you a quick story before we take off. Um, yeah. Up here, we've got the uh, liberal government that's in power, and uh, the liberals are pretty much like the Democrats in the states, and the conservatives are kind of like the uh, Republicans, right? So we just celebrated here. Um, I guess we can call it a celebration. I guess it is a recognition of sorts. Uh, it was a uh, hundred and some odd years ago, 125 years ago or something. Uh, there was a boat full of uh, East Indians that had showed up in, uh, in Vancouver uh, in, the, uh, in the bay there. And uh, the liberal government that was in power back in those days uh, refused entry to, uh, to these people to uh, come into Canada. Uh, many of them died on the boat. And, right, right. Uh, and then evidently, uh, you know, after about three months, uh, they were uh, forced to go back uh, to India. And, uh, you know, now, like you were saying, you know, now we have the same liberal government that's trying to dictate uh, you know, narrative here in our country with systematic racism and all that, uh, you know, all that shit are the same ones that were committing these atrocities back in those days. But not even then, as yeah. late as uh, 1996, because liberal government has been, you know, the government majority of the time here in Canada for the past couple hundred years, since 1867, anyhow. And, uh, you know, we had uh, residential schools. Uh, there was one uh, right here in my town that I live in, Kamloops, and residential schools are right. where the government went to uh, to uh, to reservations and uh, grabbed uh, Aboriginal kids and uh, removed them from their families to assimilate them into the uh, you know the white culture that uh, they were trying to build they here. The same thing here. Yeah, and consequently, American. during that time, you know, tens yeah. of thousands of uh, Aboriginal kids were yeah. uh, sexually molested and then murdered. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of families were ripped apart, and this is. You know, it's like going up to the last happens. school. There, there's yeah, a the TV last series. school was abolished in, there, uh, in 1996. Ahead, 1996. That was, uh, you know, what, like 26, 27 years ago. Yeah. And that's not really that long, that long ago. And uh, this type of practice uh, was still at play. Uh, you know, just uh, just a short while ago. So when these guys are, uh, you know, when they talk. I don't listen. And that's another thing that I don't understand about people. You know, last year, if you were to ask people, uh, what do you think about the government in February? Right. 99% uh, of the people would have said they're corrupt. They're thieves. Uh, you know, they should be shot. They should be hung. They should be thrown in prison. And, uh, you know, and then uh, this, uh, you know, pandemic comes out and uh, all of a sudden pandemic. everyone's relying on the government for uh, information and uh, this and that when, uh, you know, they know that these people lie. And then now these very same people are trying to tell you to take this vaccine, uh, right. which, uh, you know, takes like 10, 12, 15 years sometimes to, uh, you know, go through this process. And here we are, you know, like three, four, five months, six months 
uh, yeah. you know, into the vaccine, and now they want us to take it, and everybody's lining up and taking it, believing what the government not has me, to Jack. them. You know, no, no, not same here, not me. Yeah. You know, you, not me, you Jack. I seen that. Check this out. I saw a news story today. Uh, what was that on um, NTD? I believe it was, and they're saying that uh, you know, if you want to go for a cruise, uh, that uh, you know, you can only go for a cruise if you've been if you that card. Yeah, yeah, if you've been vaccinated, and uh, see that'll change because people will stop going on cruises. Yeah, people will stop going, then they're going to yeah. change the tone. They're going to like, oh well, you know, the well, that's over now. We don't really care about that. It's a nice yeah, yeah, try. Yeah, these people <laughs> won't acquiesce. So, so I want to answer. I want to answer. Desi said she said <laughs> some people don't know that they're racist. They they really don't know. They think that they're not. You're absolutely right. There are some people that are racist and don't realize they are because the way they were raised, it was okay to say those things. So they don't see them as racist. And that's the stuff that I agree with you on. Those are the things that we need to, to work on as, as people and talk about. The problem is nobody wants to talk. They keep saying, we need to talk about this. And the world needs to hear about this. There's a systemic racism. Well, then let's talk about it. What exactly is, is it that we need to work on? And they never want to work on it because they, if they do that, they have to take, they have to take a, a, a responsibility for themselves and they don't want to do that. They're painting themselves as victims mm -hmm. and that's what they have to keep doing. So they have to keep going. No, you owe us. You owe us. You owe us. Give us everything we yeah. want. We want, we want, we want, and then it'll never be enough. It will never be enough. And it, if you literally get to the point where every African-American person in the United States is on a, a government funding, so they don't have to do anything, it still won't be enough. Then they're going to say, I want a mansion. I want a house. No, I want a bigger house. I want a, I want a Rolls Royce. No, I want a better car than this. They're, it's never going to be enough. Then they're going to want gold chains, and they're going to want gold teeth. Then they're going to say, well, we want to be royalty. We want you guys to be our slaves and come work for us. And, and when, you know, they, it'll never be enough until yeah. they're in charge, and they can just murder people. And then they'll go, this isn't enough either until we kill off all white people. And then they're going to turn on the Germans. And then they're going to turn on the Jews. And that's the truth of it. It'll stay this way. It'll, it can never yeah, until you crutch it. When you, when you, yeah, well, here's the thing. Yeah. And if you have anything happen to you in your life, it doesn't matter what it is, any kind of trauma, if you're raped, if you're, if you're attacked, if you're uh, beaten, if you're abused in any way, the only way, and, and even if nothing besides that, say you break your arm, the only way you're ever going to heal is you have to admit that there was an injury and say, okay, that happened, and I survived that. I'm no longer a victim. It happened. It's over. I survived, and I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to be a victim again. That's and right. Then you time begin travel. the healing process. Yeah, but they're time keeping travel. themselves. Go back and fix yourself yeah. in that Right. Moment. And then you begin to heal. Yeah. So by keeping themselves in this state of perpetual, um, we are the victim. That takes all responsibility off of them to do anything. Oh, that little me, that little me mentality. Yeah. So, so the ego me. is ruling them. Yeah. Oh, I'm hurt. You hurt me. You hurt. Okay. How, how, where did we hurt you? Were you enslaved? No, but my great 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 grandfather was, and so you owe me money. Yeah. No, yeah, because my great 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 grandfather was in yeah. Europe when your great 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 grandfather yeah. was owned by who did a look do whatever his freaking captain yeah. name was. Your great granddaddy decimated my reserve, so now you owe me. Right, right? and that's uh, why I say, where does it stop? Let's talk yeah, to Native exactly. Americans. You guys you think you got it bad? Let's check with the Native Americans yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. Let's see how that's, that's going. 186 you know, treaties that the government never fucking held one up for a day. Yeah, and, not, uh, and then they then they gave them cholera. They gave them uh, measles. They gave them every disease they could give them. They tried to, to still, like Omar said, and a lot of uh, still lot trying of to bands. kill them off today. Yeah, okay? a lot and of I'm bands. Two percent, uh, and it pisses me off. Omar's half. Yeah, a lot of bands. A <laughs> uh, lot of bands went uh, extinct, 
and uh you know like you said i'm i'm half aboriginal i'm half yep. mohawk yep. and uh even uh you know the mohawk uh population was almost decimated to the point of extinction yep. but yep. uh you know that, that's why they made that movie the last of the mohicans yeah yeah that, thankfully they so weren't yeah. yeah thankfully they weren't and we rebounded yep. and came back uh, yep. which is a good thing but there's uh you know a lot of other countless bands that uh never really made it and uh, their language is gone <laughs> their way of, yeah <laughs> their way of life is gone yeah culture is gone and uh that's uh that's pretty sad but you know the one thing that these people uh they forgot the uh number one rule in uh in finger pointing and uh that is is that when you point one finger at someone you have three pointing back at you that's right, right. so uh you know you must always uh keep that in mind when you begin to point uh fingers you got to make sure that well, your own backyard doesn't have mines in it who is without sin cast the first stone yeah because yeah because if you're going to point out and say that i'm racist you might want to get your own prove house it. in order and yeah. yeah first of all prove what it is yeah. that i'm saying that's what happened on the talk when sharon osborne is a friend of of that guy who was in england who um he left because he said look you're you're saying that they were racist what if they just asked that question off the cuff it had nothing yeah. to do with race nope that's it you're racist because you said that and he's like wait a minute i'm the one that wanted you to have you on here i'm the one that said i want him on here because he's you know because he's a blended person and mm -hmm. to have that perspective because everybody on here is white i didn't want them to think that we were being racist by not allowing someone from uh you know a, a blended family to have a way in and now yeah. you're accusing me of being racist Right. And he was like, no, I won't do it. And then the, then the producers got in his ear and said, no, you want to we want to run with this because the, the ratings are going up. And he says, I can't do this. And he got up and he quit. <laughs> yeah. So then on the talk, they attacked Sharon Osbourne because she's a friend of theirs. And of yeah. course, she's English as well. Yeah. And she said, listen, what did he say? What did he say specifically that was racist? And they were like, well, he was inferring that. Well, wait a minute. No one knows what the prince or the prince said. Because they won't say what they said. So so maybe he was right in that they said it off the cuff and had nothing to do with race. Mm -hmm. Why is it that if a white person asks that question, it automatically becomes racism? But if a black person asks that question, they're just trying to figure out if their kids are going to be as dark as I am or lighter. Yeah, yeah. It's a double standard. And, right, so uh, they told her that she was subconsciously racist. You're so racist, you don't even know you're racist. <laughs> that's what they told her. It's, yeah, it's nice subconscious. You're racist subconsciously, and you don't know it. And that's what yeah. I would have right then said, oh, so your superior intellect lets you see that. And because I'm inferior to you, that's not a racist ideology, folks. <laughs> yeah. And because I'm inferior to you, I can't possibly imagine that I'm so stupid I'm racist and that you're telling me because you have the knowledge and that you can't possibly be racist, but yet you're being racist by saying just because I'm white, I'm racist. Wonder why that sounds a little strange, boys and girls, <laughs> from somebody who claims they can't be racist. <laughs> yeah. I know some people who are gay and they say everyone's gay. They just don't know it. Does that mean you're gay? <laughs> Because I know people who say that. Right? <laughs> so you're telling me you're racist and don't know it. Well, I'm saying you're gay and you don't know it. Let's talk about <laughs> yeah, that. I've heard that one. You're transgender and you don't even know it. You just don't know it. <laughs> That's a <Yeah>. new one. <laughs> and I literally, a buddy of mine who's gay said that everybody's gay. They just don't know it. I was like, no, some of us may not just be gay. Women might not be, bro. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's going to be people that just aren't gay. Some of those people who are scared of gay people, they probably are. And they're overcompensating. You're right. 
But people like me who are comfortable in my skin, no, yeah. I don't like your hairy ass. Yeah, guys <laughs> like me, married, children. Right? <laughs> Grow some tits, long hair. I might like you with a penis, okay? But um, but uh, you know, it depends on your makeup. But no, you're a guy. You look like Even me. Then. Why would I? You know. Yeah. Anyway, some in, people just aren't. <laughs> some people just aren't comfortable in their skin, and then yeah. to point yourself as a victim is saying I can't be racist because um I was the last people freed. Yeah. So that means I get a free pass. I can do and say whatever I want, and you can't do anything about it. And, oh, you're so stupid, and I'm so superior. I can see through this and knows that you're racist and don't know it. Yeah, exactly. So but that's that like saying the earth is flat, and the, and the whole argument is some guy back in the 1700s who, again, was so superior mentally that he was able to not be controlled by the firmament so that he was able to still go in a straight line and not go in a circle and not know it. And he found the wall that, that him and his ship with all of his crew were completely impervious and had nothing happen to them. And they went to the wall and they sail, sailed for some ungodly, you know, I hear these different numbers for like, oh, 7,000 miles. But first I heard 70,000 miles without provisions, without stopping to get food and water, 70,000 miles. People can't go from, uh, from freaking uh, England to America without stocking up for more than a month. That's 3,000 miles. So if he, they went more than 3,000 miles, we're talking two or three months. But supposedly, he sailed 7,000 miles in, uh, or 70,000 miles in one direction and it came back. So he's, he's 140,000 miles in a frigate that probably did five knots without ever having to stop for food. Wow, that <laughs> sounds weird, doesn't it, boys and girls? Or water. Who'd they eat? Well, they, maybe they had some naggers on board. <laughs> okay? So so I'm just saying that, that, that then no one else has been able to duplicate that. So we're going by a, a captain who was trying to prove that the earth was flat setting out, by the way, not just going to investigate it. He claims that he did it and he found the edge and it was this big giant wall and you couldn't get past it. And then there was this thing called the firmament that made everybody else go in a circle, including the sun. And you couldn't tell that you were going in a circle. So you had no idea. Well, how does he know that if it didn't happen to him? Did he observe other people sailing by and not seeing him? Hey, Joe, can you see me? How come Joe can't see me? Because we're in the firmament. Shh. Yeah. We're in the realm of dead people. They are in the spirit world. They can't see us. <laughs> okay, so that's how asinine that story is. And they have nobody that's ever taken a walk. Well, we can't go up in space because space is fake. Well, it has to be fake because if it's real, we can take a picture of the Earth. So they claim yeah. NASA's a lie. It's all fake. And they just said, made the whole thing up because that debunks their whole theory. So we have to have no, and that's, so it's the same thing. It debunks your whole theory. You're freaking racist. If you call me a racist. Yeah. That's Unless how I'm is. sitting here saying yeah. racist. Things and calling you names. What's that? It's just hiding underneath the veil. I got to run well, home. I got to me too. I, I, I should have got off here an hour ago. All right, yeah, guys, put some food uh, before we close this house. Uh, I just want to let people know, that uh, I understand, uh, you know, what's going on with this uh, pandemic and uh, the financial restraints yeah. uh, this thing has uh, created for people over the past year. And uh, some of us are still in it and some of us are digging out of it. Uh, I don't want the uh, ticket price to, uh, you know, be a variable for you to uh, not come uh, to the uh, to the summit. Uh, this is for everyone. So, uh, you know, if you can't afford the full ticket price, just uh, reach out to me and uh, shoot me a message. And uh, I'm sure we can uh, we can work something out. Right. Uh, I don't want uh, really I don't want money to uh, get in the way of, uh, you know, of this type of uh, education that we're going to get uh, next weekend. So if you can't afford it, uh, reach out to me and uh, I'm sure we can work something out. If you're a senior citizen. 
uh, reach out to me. I'm, uh, I'm sure we can uh, work something out. And uh, if you're a single parent, uh, reach out to me. Uh, I'm sure we can uh, work something out. If you're a millionaire, uh, buy reach 10 out to me. Tickets. We can figure something out. <laughs> yeah, buy 10 tickets. <laughs> I'm sure we can figure give me, something out. Give me a freaking call, man. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay, Hi, guys, brother. This, I gotta run. It's nine o'clock, right, and cool. uh, I gotta I gotta cook some dinner. Uh, thanks for coming on not... and uh, and staying as long as you did. And, yeah, uh, thank and you very thanks much, to Rob, and thanks to Greg if they're if they're out there anywhere. Uh, and I will be posting this. Uh, it's on Orion Rising now. I will be reposting this uh, everywhere I post my podcast. So YouTube will have it, BitChute will have it, Rumble will have it, and then the MP3 uh, podcast will go out to everywhere that you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to a place that I'm not already there, let me know. I'll get you the RSS number, and you can post uh, my podcast there, and my podcast will automatically shoot to you from uh, Podbean, who I pay money to have done that. So once it's up on your uh, site, it'll go to your site for free uh, because I pay for it. <laughs> All right. So this has been Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill, and I, my co-host was uh, was Omar from Watchers Talk and Rob Yonks from Full Spectrum Universe. And Greg, what's his last name again? I'll Bernstein. Bern, Bernstein? Born. Bernstein. Bernstein. Yeah. And his uh, podcast again? Open Loops. Open loops. I'll get it down. It's the same thing with Rob. It took me a week or so, and I and I got it down. <laughs> uh, and and there's more people. You guys saw the banner. Uh, come and check us out on the weekend. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I will see you guys probably with some Orion Rising news uh, coming up in the next few days, and definitely on Friday for the Law of One. And I hope to have Omar and Greg and maybe Rob back. We'll do. We're going to do some Law of One, and then we're also going to end the show by. Uh, running a little long and doing a little bit more of this and talking. So if you guys want to see us cut up some more and talk about what's going on or what's going to happen uh, on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, come and check out the law of one on Friday. That starts at 4 PM West coast America time on Friday night. And that shows on every Friday night at 4 PM West coast America time. When we talk about spiritualism in the, in the uh, raw material, the law of one, we're on session 92 currently coming up on Friday, and we will continue doing that until we get all 106 sessions under our belt. We've been at it for almost three years now, right? Close to that. Started in 2017, didn't we? Um, 18, 2018. 2018? Yeah, two years. Yeah. So 2019. Well, so it was 2019. I'll have to look when we did it. It's, yeah. been, it's been two years. It's going to be three years in October. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Like that. So yeah, we're two, we're two, two and a half years right now of every Friday night doing the Love One. All right, guys. Uh, namaste. Thank you again. Thank you, brother, for being here. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, you guys want to check me out tomorrow night uh, at 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I'll be on uh, the broad team, broad, uh, broadcast team Alpha with uh, with Aggie Nost. And uh, I'm cool. going to be talking about uh, consciousness and uh, the uh, infinite consciousness and uh, our, uh, you know, why we're here on this planet. And uh, we're going to try to get to the bottom of that. So that's going to be at 5 o'clock tomorrow, uh, Pacific Standard Time, Los Angeles time. Uh, so hope to uh, hear, check you guys out there. It's uh, radio. Uh, so I believe you can uh, probably find that on FM somewhere. Just, uh, you know, Google it, Broadcast Team Alpha. Uh, take you to their website, and I'm sure you can listen to it there. Cool. All right, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Great Thank show. You much, share this out. Share this out. Share this out. Hit the button. Click the bell. <laughs> Subscribe to me. <laughs> go and go do the same thing for for watches talk. Hit the button. Click the bell. Right. <laughs> or whatever you have to do on whatever channel or your social media you're picking us up on. Just make sure that whenever we go live, you get the little notification. And if not, whenever we post, you get the notification where depending on where you find us. Have a great night. Namaste.